is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, happy Monday, The Monty Show. Live for another seven shows. Seven shows and counting. That's right. In 2023, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, as usual, The Advocates are trying to help the communities they work in, partnering with The Road Home, America's foremost homeless advocates, The Road Home, The Advocates and The Road Home, working to provide those that are unsheltered in these harsh conditions, jackets, hats, socks, gloves, the things you need to just survive. The advocates are asking for your help. Hit them on Venmo, Advocates Donations. Advocates Donations, 100% of your uh, donations go to help the homeless this season. Boy, what a weekend in football it was. And it seems like it continues to be the headlines in college football in the NFL. Uh, We have got a lot on the Kansas City Chiefs situation coming up in about 28 minutes. Uh, We'll also talk about the NFL MVP with my guy. Hate to keep telling you I told you so about the Dallas Cowboys, but guess what? What? No comment? Okay, great. Dak Prescott's the NFL MVP. We'll debate that coming up, but there is some breaking news uh, coming out of Michigan uh, today. It's very interesting. Not a peep, right? You knew that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan were working on a contract extension well, now we've heard from sources close to the situation that there is some frustration uh, on Michigan's side that Jim Harbaugh was not willing to drop his fixation with the NFL. And I think that very clearly from what you know we've heard and seen in reports last week that we talked about on the show where Michigan offered Jim Harbaugh a five-year, $11 million contract extension even amongst all of these investigations and NCAA violations with Michigan football, the University of Michigan is willing to stand behind Jim Harbaugh with their pocketbook. And I am told there is some frustration and disappointment even that Jim Harbaugh will not relinquish his desire to go to the NFL. And Michigan has asked that he at least for half of the contract, depending on who you believe, have a clause that says he will not pursue NFL jobs. Jim Harbaugh has balked at that, in fact, to the point where he's turned down the richest contract in the history of the Big Ten. Jake, are you surprised that Michigan is running out of patience on Jim Harbaugh? I'm not surprised at all. I mean, if I'm Michigan, you know, and I have, you know, what I would say is kind of a silly mentality with this, meaning I'm desperate to sign Jim to this unreal contract that's $11 you know, million dollars a year, just short of Nick Saban and his Ferrari money, you know, I'm trying to sign this guy to that type of money. And then when he doesn't want to sign that deal, I'm getting frustrated. So I'm not surprised that Michigan's frustrated. But what I am surprised with is the affinity, the 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 just outright commitment to, to sign this guy, not only to a contract, but to one of the richest contracts we've ever seen in college football for a head coach. And, and I'm trying to understand the strategy here. And I would love for a Michigan fan to explain this to me. So... So you're trying to sign a guy to the second richest college football coach deal in history uh, because he did what exactly? Because you're in the college football playoff, and obviously if he goes and wins a natty, he's got that I told you so on the resume, which I think is really important for Jim. 
But Jim is clearly showing a bunch of behavior that says he's not committed to you and certainly not committed to the game of college football. He's more interested in running from his problems as he always has and always will. And so that's why I say I'm not surprised Michigan's frustrated, but I am very much surprised that they continue to pursue this guy to no end. It would be different if this was, you know, a guy that had run a a, a really tight ship, a, a seamless operation, you know, an above board operation that won all the time. I don't know, like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, and at one point Dabo Swinney, but but he's not that guy. And so I'm trying to understand why, like, what's the affinity with Jim? Is it that he went to Michigan? Uh, is it that you just simply like him? Like, I, I don't know what that is. And, and it almost pushes me to a point where I'm like, hey, is is this just a, a, a simple example of personal opinion on who you think Jim Harbaugh is? They just simply think Jim is a great football coach. I mean, that must be why you have such an affinity. Well, where do you come down on that? Because I think when you look at, when you look at Jim Harbaugh, there's no doubt that when by wins and losses, he's been wildly successful at Michigan. Sign Steeler guy, all that other stuff, you know, the this scandal, the COVID dark period recruiting stuff, uh, whatever this Matt Weiss FBI investigation is, again, sign Steeler guy, mm-hmm. whatever you want to point to. Sign Steeler guy. Jim Harbaugh has won games. Whether he's coached him or not is a different story. Right. But Do you view him as somebody that's been successful at Michigan? By record and on paper, yes. But if you're Michigan and you're the people deciding on, you know, whether to extend this guy, whether to, you know, part ways with this guy, which clearly they don't want to do. Like, are you really just sitting there saying that, you know, he's got more wins than he's got losses and he got the job done from that standpoint? Because I'm not. I mean, college football is hardly just about, you know, what you do on the field as a head coach. College football is is incredibly powerful. I mean, I mean everything from yeah, filling up the stadium like like Deion Sanders, you know, releasing the number that, you know, the the football season his first year in Boulder, you know, the football program made the local economy 113 uh million extra dollars this year. So, college football is hardly just like, hey, did you go out and win the game this time? Ah, uh, get him next time, Skippy. That's not what it's about. That's only one part of it. So, I, I personally would not be just like, oh, yeah, the guy's got X amount of wins, X amount of losses, and he's got more wins and more losses. Like, that's not what – that's why I'm so surprised. You're there, Michigan, dude. But there has to be something of substance there. I mean, you do not go through what Michigan – and, again, I'll just say it. I think one of the most ethical um, pillars of education i mean i i it's a great educational institution Mm -hmm. there i mean they are beyond reproach but to throw out apparently all of your ethics and all of your codes for jim harbaugh who is it just the the appearance of impropriety should be just beyond acceptance at michigan Mm -hmm. especially when you look at michigan's legal department is one of the best in the country and you have a guy who in multiple years consecutive years even if you believe all the reports out there has skirted ncaa rules um has played fast and loose with ethics has you know i I mean we're talking about having staff members committing alleged computer crimes that are being investigated by the fbi 
Facts. That that alone should be like, well, you know, we don't like the character of the people you hire. Then you turn on top of that where he self-admitted these COVID era violations. The coronavirus. Then you have on top of that this sign stealing operation. Like, I, I mean, how is Connor Stallions? It, it, and again, Michigan fan, I'm not trying to be inflammatory, but he's either a rogue agent, which means Jim Harbaugh doesn't have control of his staff, or Jim Harbaugh knew exactly what Connor Stallions was doing, which means Jim Harbaugh lacks ethics and integrity and can't be the football coach at Michigan. Or Michigan is okay with everything that Jim Harbaugh has done and doesn't give a damn. Which I cannot believe. Which would be incredibly surprising, and I agree, it's hard to believe. I, I just their couldn't. behavior that they are trying, because again, I can't emphasize this enough. If you were just trying to sign, like, renew Jim at, like, Nine mil a year, seven mil a year, like just just a median number that's right in the middle of the market. Okay, fine, fine. You just like Jim. You're just trying to renew the guy. All right, he's been successful. Fine, great. But that's not what you're doing no, here, man. Not you're at all. You're trying to sign this guy to a, a a damn near record deal for a college football head coach. So that's where I come. That's where I'm coming from when I say, hey. You guys are, are uh, I mean, obsessed is probably strong, but you have a very, very strong motivation to lock this guy up in your program for the next probably five years and make it so it's ironclad for two as far as the NFL is concerned. But isn't this why we have sat here now for, what, the better part of six weeks and talked about the fact they're not going to fire him, but he's going to quit. Jim Harbaugh, because I think the other thing a lot of Michigan fans forget is the NCAA hasn't even gotten started. Mm -hmm. The NCAA, I think, is just building a bigger hammer for Michigan. So bloody clean, I, I mean, that's all this is, and Jim Harbaugh is going to be their nail. Mm -hmm. And I think he is going to take a a a six to potentially entire season worth of suspension next year. The I think the recruiting violations, the restrictions, the the loss of scholarship, the loss of of practice time in the offseason, like they are going to, in my opinion, do heavy, heavy damage to the Michigan football program if Jim Harbaugh continues to be the head coach. And you still want to make a statement by signing this guy. To a historic contract. It, it, it doesn't add up. That I, I'll just keep saying that. It does not add up. I I, I don't think President Ono is, is by any means a foolish, foolish man. He seems like a wildly intelligent human being. This does not add, add up to me. And I think, obviously, again, we're hearing that that there is frustration and disappointment uh, amongst the Michigan leadership, administration, if you will, that Jim Harbaugh has not signed this deal, that Jim Harbaugh will not, will not abide by their wishes that he not pursue NFL jobs the next two years. And... If I'm if I'm Michigan, is that not a massive red flag? Well, I, I think that in that that sort of thought process speaks to where Michigan's at. Like, okay, so if the first thing that Michigan is publicly or not publicly, but it, you know, in terms of you know the information that's out there, frustrated allegedly that he won't sign the deal because of two years of NFL. You know, hey, you can't go to the league for two years. Okay, if that's the first thing you're frustrated with, then we got a bigger problem here. And, and I agree, you know, these, these people are not sitting here saying, well, sign stealer guy did his thing. That's a huge problem. We should, we should have fired him for that. Oh, uh, well, we're fine with that. 
well, hey, what about the FBI? Oh, that's fine. That's nothing. That that's was, my like, point. Like, like if you're sitting that, around, like, what are you doing? If you're sitting around an administrative meeting in, in Ann Arbor and you're like, well, you know, he's got this COVID thing where, you know, they watch workouts over Zoom. Yeah, but he was just trying to watch this one kid. It ain't no big deal. But, but he also met with kids in public and kind of didn't even try to hide it. He met with recruits at a, you know, at our favorite burger spot. Who does that? <laughs> You know, and and then, you know, there, there's this whole thing with the committee on infractions where he was, you know, not cooperative and not forthcoming. And, you know, now they're talking about dropping a much more significant suspension on him, even though we fought tooth and nail with our legal yeah. team, like uh, unreal, man. Yeah, and, But then, um, you know, you know, President Ono, what do you say about, you know, this Matt Weiss thing's a bad look for us as an, uh, you know, an institution. The yeah, FBI is operating on his own. Jim never knew. But the FBI's here. Um, I, I, um, I, you know, they. Yeah, I guess. But, but you know, then this Connor Stallions thing and I didn't even get a free vacuum out of it. <coughs> and, and now, like, we look like we were cheating to win games. Do you think the only reason we beat Ohio State three years in a row is because of of, of what Coach Khakis did? Like, is that how the conversation goes? That's what I'm saying. Where you just keep writing stuff off? Dude, you must just be choosing. Like, those folks in that conversation must simply be sitting here saying, where our philosophy is, and again, I'm just saying this based off what we've seen here and the fact that they're trying to sign this guy to a record deal. Hey, we what we've seen here is that Jim's done everything that he can possibly do, including pushing the envelope from a legal standpoint. To win ball games, we're good with that. Here at Michigan, we know that the football program is going to pay for everything. Yeah, and and you know, obviously, we want to make money in our other sports, but football is first, not not fifth. Bronco, uh, and so Jim's <sighs> got a free pass. But Jim's bro, got the longest leash. I think the other thing people have to understand is this is the University of Michigan. Uh, but apparently not anymore. Apparently not. It used to be. But you can have any coach you want. Wow. I, I mean, you if you let go of Jim Harbaugh. Or he lets go of you. You can have any coach in the country, I would venture a guess. Save probably Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the big time guys. But you could take a run at Dabo. You tell you, me you, you couldn't go and call Dabo? You could take a run at anyone. I mean, you could take a run tell at me, Sark. You tell me you're not calling Ryan Day. No, never. Ne no, never. But Dude, you could take on. a run at Steve Sarkeesian. You could take a run at Dan Lanning. You could take a run at Kalen DeBoer. You could take a run at, you name it, you could take a run at him. Absolutely. The best football coaches in the country would want this job. Absolutely. You would want this job. Um, I just don't operate that way. That's, that's my biggest thing here. If you're a Michigan fan, my biggest takeaway that, that I would have you, that I would have you take is that, is that, this is hardly about extending Jim Harbaugh. Yes. You've got a bigger problem here. And that is that the brass at your school seemingly is choosing to ignore. Because there is no just simply, oh, you know, I, there was no way they never knew about any of this stuff. They obviously are in the loop. So you're choosing and, to ignore it. And let's not forget when the temporary restraining order, the injunction was coming up, the NCAA dropped a new pile of, of you know, evidence against you in the sign stealing case and you folded like a house of cards. This is a code kind of board. Yeah, like, it, so it just doesn't make a, a lot of sense to me. All right, uh, let's see. The first the first comment I see is Ferris Khan. Every team has a sign stealer guy. It is it's legal. It's not. 
Dude. No, every team doesn't have a signed Steeler guy who travels and travels staff and has a budget and a cloud account. And, and he's a, using cameras to steal signs, which is ex, which is outlawed in you, the Big Ten rules. You cannot. This is what I'm talking about with Michigan fan. You're not getting screwed. Who are you, Patrick Mahomes? The rules don't apply to you. Who are you, Florida you're, State? You're not getting screwed. Jim Harbaugh did, in my opinion, what you can't do. One of two things. Lose complete control of your coaching staff. Okay, Jim, Har let's play the, the one or two. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy didn't know. Okay, well, then he lost complete control of his, his coaching staff. He has to be fired. Oh, man, Jim oversaw the entire thing. It was his idea. Okay, well, that's against the rules. Jim's got to be fired. You know, like, I, I mean, listen. Sign stealing is not illegal if you are on the field trying to steal the, the other team that you are playing that day. Mid-game, you want to steal their signs, knock yourself out. When you have a staff member, let's say, who's got a staff and buys tickets and uses Venmo and has a budget and hands out sign-stealing cards on the, on the sideline, that's not legal. It's illegal, bro. It's it's there's so, no way to spin this photo right here of Jim Harbaugh, his assistants, including Sharon Moore, with a sign stealing card. Uh, there's no way to spin that. But it's, we're gonna get come oh, Sharon Moore is a hero and a Michigan legend forever. And yeah, Connor Stallions is the operative we needed, but not the one we deserve. Come on now. Get the hell out of here, dude. Come on now. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. All right. The Monty Show, as always, our comment section presented by Bucked Up, buckedup.com, the best energy provider in the business, bar none. I was joking over the weekend, driving home from uh, Copper Rock in St. George, go, technically hurricane, in Southern oh, Utah, Copper Rock Golf Course. Um, I was like, you know, it's a it's a long, long drive. Actually, it's not. It's only three hours. And when you pop a buckshot in the morning to get you all the way home, uh, it goes by rather quickly. Was not drowsy, was not tired, great drive. And I attribute it to bucked up. And I'll tell you again, 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. And a lot of people saying to me, well, what's naturally sourced caffeine, fan ass? Well, here it is right <laughs> here in front of you. Okay, that's green tea leaf extract, 200 milligrams. And you look at the other stuff, whether it is tryptophan, which is brain food, riboflavin, B12, magnesium, all essential vitamins, especially, especially when you need energy, all of that right here in a buckshot. Yes, sir. This is watermelon. I'm also a huge fan of blue rass. Oh, you want to try it for free? No problem. Get in the uh, description below. There is a link to hook up the uh, free uh, sample pack. You get six free buck shots sent right to your front door. Hook it up right now and cer a certain somebody. Yeah. Finally got their ass back in the gym today. Boy, bitch. What'd you do at the gym today, Jake? Yeah, I did chest as uh, all gym goers know you do chest in your first workout back. It's an obligation. Uh, no, I did chest. It was great. And I tried for the first time, which is truly incredible. Tried uh, racked BCAAs. I like it. And pre-workout. So, And bucked up pre-workouts are the best in the business, yeah, you guys. I, I just have to say, so you know how when you take pre-workout, it like makes your face tingle and everything, and you're like, well, some people don't like that, and sometimes, you know, it's a little too much. Dude, I took that bucked up pre-workout. I was awake, no face tingle, 
and no crash. Super smooth. But it does make you burn more calories. Today, uh, Mrs. Monty and I went to the gym. We hit a big shoulder workout because uh, our gym is crawling with uh, hyenas that are all over bench <laughs> on Monday. Uh, so we did shoulders today. Dude, pop that buck, uh, that buckshot pre-workout or that bucked up pre-workout. You're going to burn. I generally burn 100 to 200 more calories just from having the pre-workout. Makes that much difference. Code uh, Monty, 20% off at checkout. Okay, now can we, real quick before we get into the comments, let's make a good comment. Say, like, can we start the week off strong? I mean, I know that first one was a Michigan what? fan. But, like, generally speaking, can we have, like, a, you know, can we be, like, 7 to 10 from the field here from the comments section? Can we 7 have, of 10 yeah, from the like, field. Can we, can we have... Like, you're never going to be me, you know, 18 out of 18 with fairways hit, of course. But let's be, you know, 15 to 18 here. Come on. You probably need more sleep. You said. <laughs> uh, all right. First up in the comments section today, Matt Ritson for $5. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Staying truck stop uh, hotel in Portland. Uh, watch your show on iPad. Fly home tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Travel safe, Matt. Good to see you. Ryan Willie, in my opinion, Harbaugh knows he's guilty. The NCAA will bring the hammer down. There's a lot of people in that opinion. Well, but at least you understand it from Harbaugh's perspective. Hey, I did this. The NCAA is coming for me. Let's go to the league. Okay, fine. I don't yeah. like it, but that's reasonable. Yep. Brian Laguerre for $2. This is like deflate gate in the end. No one cares. Oh, I totally disagree. See, I think the Patriots on some level were likable. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. You want Tom Brady to reproduce with your daughter. So Deflategate, <laughs> you know, Deflategate, you could overlook that. I think the majority of Americans don't like Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. I think Jim Harbaugh is a red ass. And I think Jim Harbaugh is a guy that, frankly, not many people like. I think he's a very unlikable character. I'd be America's team. And I think when you're the head coach at Michigan and you're you're unable to beat Ohio State, so you do what needs to be done and you wind up beating them three straight years. A lot of people are unhappy with that. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is you probably had a better football team. Mm -hmm. Again, Michigan fan, I'll just tell you, Ryan Day is no different than Lloyd Carr. Vanilla ice cream and he's going to melt on most Saturdays. Well, right? How quick was Kyle McCord in the portal when the season ended, dude? Right? Like I, I mean, it, it. Ryan Day is not special or unique. The problem is we don't know if Jim Harbaugh is. Mm -hmm. That's That's the real issue. But I do think people care. I, I completely disagree Yeah, I with think that. the whole nobody cares thing is just like an auto answer for you don't want to talk about talk about this, yep. which is fine. Scott's of Greywater Watch. When did this become the Michigan-Ohio State show? That's funny. A week ago, it was, you guys are an Alabama apologist show. <laughs> <laughs> when did this become the truck stop conference cheering section hey, show? Hey, Scott of Blackwater. Uh, where, where, Blackwater. Where do you, what do you want us to talk about, dude? Like, this show is not the Michigan show or the Big 12. It's the biggest stories in sports. That's what you get when you come to the Monty show. You know that you are going to get opinions on the biggest stories in sports. And the fact that Jim Harbaugh has not signed a contract extension and by a lot of reports and what we're hearing is that Jim Harbaugh will not remove the NFL clause from that contract. and Or that Michigan will not and Jim will not sign it. Stay hard. And I think there is disappointment amongst Michigan administration that he still looks to the NFL again and again and again. Every summer, there's concern Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL. I just don't understand why you're surprised anymore. Like, fool me once, fool me 80 times type thing, dude. Like, how, like, 
this is what dude does. Like, it's who Jim is. Yeah. Uh, Ferris Khan again. Why shouldn't Harbaugh be allowed to go to the NFL if he wants? Hasn't he earned it? No, the problem is, my opinion is, is that Jim wants the NFL because it's a parachute out of what I think is going to be, if Jim Harbaugh remains the head coach at Michigan, I think the next five years are going to be very, very fruitless. I think the is going to get significant penalties. The NCAA has already said the COVID period penalties are going to be stiff. Five games was not enough. They're going, it's going to be stiff. You are going to face scholarship write-downs, recruiting ability write-downs. You are, you are not going to be able to recruit off campus as much as you had been. I think they are going to limit official visits on campus to him. I mean, he is, he is, this is going to be a significant penalty just for the COVID period violations. Then you look at this situation with sign stealer guy, the NCAA has a mountain of evidence that all of his opponents from coast to coast have provided them video evidence, written evidence, computer evidence. I mean, I don't even know where this begins. I'm for real. They, the NCAA has so much evidence. They shared it with the Big Ten and shared it with Michigan, and Michigan immediately stopped their legal proceedings to protect Jim Harbaugh from his his three hour or uh, three hour three times three nine hour. I don't do math, but his nine hour suspension. Right. It, it, you're crazy if you think that this is going to be. And and by the way, let's not treat this like Jim has earned some NFL spot. You understand he was in the league before. Yeah. You left the NFL for the college game, and now you want to go back to the NFL, not because you want to go to the NFL. You want to go to the NFL because you don't want to deal with the problems you've caused. And if you're Michigan, maybe that's why you're disappointed. Maybe it's a thing where you, you thought that Jim would come to the middle and say, hey, you know what? Publicly, like forward facing, I'm not going to be accountable for the mess that I've created here. But within the Michigan circle, within the private, you know, conversations we have between Jim and the brass, we were expecting Jim to come to the middle and say, yep, I'll sign that deal. And I commit to you. I won't go to the league for two years. So then I can take responsibility privately for what the NCAA has coming. Cause that's the only thing I could think of as to why they'd be disappointed. Uh, William Bailey. What's up, William? I'm sure there are also other clauses in that deal regarding what happens when the NCAA hands down punishment. UM isn't dumb enough to put themselves in that situation. No, my my guess is the clauses are in Harbaugh's favor. Hey, if I stay and we get NCAA sanctions, I get my full salary. Hey, I get my, he's not going to sign a deal that gives him a pay cut if there are NCAA sanctions. That's not going to happen. No, no, there's no chance. Cougar tracks, by any means necessary, the end justifies the means. I don't believe that it does. I truly don't believe that it does. Um, OG Gary, another Jim story. Let me guess slow news day. Not at all. Not at all. I, I think, I think one of the biggest stories today in college football is that Taj Brooks is back at, uh, tech. I think that's a huge story. It's not a slow news day at all. Dude, how are you not coming into the comment section? Your first comment is about your boy winning the Heisman. Which is crazy to me. How, how are you not talking a load of junk about how your boy lost three games and still won the Heisman because of the numbers? Come on, yeah. dude. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, oh, nice shot at Bronco, Jake. Yeah, you like that? I'm just, I'm just happy that Bronco's back at New Mexico, frankly. <laughs> Mike Smith, Sharon Moore had Connor right behind him telling him to play Moore's just a cheater. There's a lot of people who feel that way. 
And there's a lot of people who believe when Jim leaves, his entire staff will be asked to leave with him because they're not going to, I don't believe they'll hire internally. I, I really don't you? because it, it, it opens them to exposure with the NCAA uh, because we don't know the evidence the NCAA has. That's the other thing you got to remember. We were, you know, we, we don't, we haven't even begun that process. It's going to be, that'll be interesting. Tanner Plummer, Michigan could have gone a good shot at any NFL assistant coach. There's options, obviously a ton of them, but they it's clearly Michigan. aren't on that page, man. That's what I'm well, saying. That's what's so surprising. Like, maybe the enemy, you know, is better than the one you don't. Maybe, maybe. You know? Yeah. It, to me, for, to me anyway, uh, it was not legal. That is why Michigan cut his ass real fast. He got caught. If it was legal, they would have kept him. Connor Stallions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. Uh, Gary Wolf, don't fret, Tech fans. UM ain't going after Joey anytime soon. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's a shot shot. Damn. I think that Taj Brooks going back to Texas Tech, I think was absolutely mandatory for Joey McGuire. Because he is, I think Taj Brooks could be the best running back in the Big 12. And now we're going to have to find out who knows what Ali Ali Oxenfree is going to be. And who knows what his situation will be. But I think, I think Taj Brooks coming back to Tech is a huge story. Mm -hmm. Huge. And some of the, frankly, some of the, the coaching hires, if you look at, um, the assistants changing hands, or if you look at the portal, and again, I continue, I don't know how many of you look at the, the transfer portal. You're crazy if you're not in the 247 transfer portal and you start seeing, you know, hey, some of these cats are signing deals. Um, and some of these guys like, I, I, which, hey, you know what? And maybe, I, I, I guess I should not be surprised I should not be surprised, but I look at like, is tailing green really a guy that the transfer quarterback from Boise is tailing green really a guy where you're like, Oh man, I got to have that guy who can't throw the football, <laughs> right? He committed. <coughs> did, did you guys see the tailing green committed to Arkansas? You're going to replace Jefferson with tailing green. That's crazy to me. Crazy to me. Like I, I cannot, and and I understand. Look, Cat threw for thirty seven hundred yards and twenty five touchdowns. But let's be honest, Taylor Green's a runner of the football, mm -hmm. and in the SEC, you better be able to throw the football. You had better be able to throw the football. And if you look at his run at Boise, he didn't throw the football a whole lot this year. Like I think you are going to have to really develop Taylor Green as a thrower. And in my opinion, that's not going to happen overnight. Not in the SEC, friends. Like, I think it is. Oh, we saw it with, uh, you know, Buddy at Alabama, right? right. Milrow. Jalen Milrow, I mean, yeah. he, he was a very average thrower of the but football. But wasn't he always gifted, though? Wasn't I, yeah, he always I mean, gifted? Gifted physically, yes. But mentally, there's no way to know. I, I mean, there's really no way to measure um, you know, just how far you can take it mentally with a quarterback. I mean, some, I mean, Again, there's no way to know if, you know, this guy's, you know, if this guy's going to live up to, you know, what Jefferson was or what, you know, any of these other, you know, workhorse quarterbacks in the SEC are. I mean, you have to have a guy in the SEC. If you're going to play SEC football, you damn well better be able to throw it around the field. Running around in the SEC means you're going to play four or five games and that's about it.
mean, you yeah. can't have a guy that's just going to run around and be a, a below average thrower. That doesn't work. Yep. Matt Ritson uh, for $2. ACC merged with the Big 12. I think this is the biggest bunch of hooey I have ever heard. Where does this even come from? I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that the ACC and the Big 12 I have heard repeatedly that they have talked about certain big game preseason made for TV matchups. I have I have not heard and I have asked repeatedly, hey, are they talking about a merger? And nobody has said, oh yeah, they're they're talking about a merger. Oh man, ACC and the Big 12 want to merge. And what I think is so funny is that you guys are getting this from a Twitter bot account that's been outed as a bot account and, and an absolute shit stirrer for the better part of five years now. And you guys are like, oh, yeah, man, this is happening. I, because it's garbage. There is no veracity to the ACC and the, the Big 12 are talking about a lock, lock stock merger. None, none whatsoever. It's a Big 12! And, and I, I, would, I would caution you. And this is the the X problem, right? Like mm -hmm. a bot account throws it out there and people are like, oh, this is happening. Oh, my God. Jackass. Where else? Like, who else is reporting that? Uh, well, nobody, Monty. No, go ahead. Let, let me know. Go ahead. Let me. Uh, please. I'm here. And I'll, I'll just sit back and wait. You guys go ahead. I mean, I know the story got buried because you know the big 12 is inviting oregon state and washington state for their 900 million dollars but no um, I'll, I'll just go um, i'll put my mic down you guys um, go ahead where are you guys why do you guys do this why do you guys fly into a oh my god <laughs> like a hundred people dming me breaking news the acc and the big 12 are merging okay That's well bullshit and I, I made the mistake, I made the mistake of asking one person, okay, where'd you hear that? Sent me a screenshot of a bot account. That was a masterpiece of dog shit. Zero followers, or following nobody, zero following, 37 followers. And he got it from another bot account. And I'm just like, you guys. What are we doing? What are we talking about? What the hell are we doing? Like, it's amazing to me. It is amazing to me that I, I just, I, 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 it's surprising. People do go full hook, line, and sinker on it. There, and there you go. There, I heard the ACC and the Big 12 merger from Lockdown Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's reliable as the sun coming up, baby. You're, oh, you're being serious. Oh, dude, dude. I can't, is, I don't believe, I don't see, think. You I, guys wouldn't know no this. No chance. You guys wouldn't know this. And and Gary, I don't know if you're trolling with that, but if that's true, that's the laugh I needed today after what we've, after what's gone I on don't today. believe that OG Gary listens to Lockdown Big 12. I think it's a joke. Wow. I think it is a, I think it's a joke. I, that's just me. That's. I don't know, Gary, tell us. Joke or you actually do? Yeah, I, I don't believe that you listen to Lockdown Big 12. I, I seriously, I would be shocked. Lockdown Big 12, and, 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 okay. Like, what, ha, what has any of these Lockdown shows, look at Lockdown Wolverines. What What is one thing that they said, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Tell me what happened. Um, 
Jim Harbaugh's coaching against Ohio State. Um, I'm just asking. And yet you guys continue to jump down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and I just ask you constantly, over and over again, when is Oregon State and, and Washington State getting into the Big 12? When did that happen? Because they said it was done because what were they saying? $600 million guaranteed. And there was no way that – what what happened? The court hearing deadlines tomorrow, by the way. The Supreme Court. So just explain to me again. I, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Yet – we tell you, hey, they're talking to the Mountain West. I told you in October they have a they have a framework of an agreement in place with the Mountain West. If then, if this happens, then we're doing this. And what did I tell you? Hey, if they wind up going to a protracted court case, they're going to have a scheduling alliance. Oh, what but do you know? <laughs> it's wild to me that you guys continue to just jump in hook, line, and sinker. I, I am amazed by it. I'm amazed by it. I, I don't get it. Uh, OG Gary, mainly listen to y'all on three and late kick with Josh Pate. That's great. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you, but but I, I look at, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Tanner Plummer, I've listened to Lockdown Big 12 a couple of times, mainly for their takes on Big 12 football and basketball, not really there for breaking news. Like, I don't get it. I don't. Uh, Jeff, I'm all about lockdown beavers. So is Jake. Jake is lockdown beavers every day. <laughs> OG Gary, no, I don't. Saw it on Friday or sometime uh, last week. I was desperate for college football, so I gave a video a chance. Homeboy is passionate, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fine. Uh, Bryce Martin, quit watching lockdown shows because they're so inaccurate in their analysis and not just one, all of them. Because who hosts Locked On shows? <clears throat> High school Jimmy who has no credentials because they they want, that network wants a show for every single team. And you guys, it's fine. I, I, it, you guys do you. I'm not telling you who to listen to or who not. You know, I just, it is what it is. Daniel, these people are getting gift cards at Walmart for scammers. I'm serious. Like... <laughs> What are we doing? Uh, like that's wild to me. There so-called is called experts. There is no credence that the ACC and the Big Twelve are merging. None. No. Zero. Wait. What happened? Hold on. Merger. What happened to Florida State packing up the U-Haul and leaving the conference? <laughs> what the hell happened to that? Yeah. What happened to Florida State's going to the Big Ten? Yeah. I, hold on. What happened to that, dude? What what happened to last week's outrage about, you know, Florida State and Rick Scott is still asking for transparency, even though he already got transparency. Like, what happened to that whole thing in the ACC? Yeah. I, I Listen, I'm all here for it. I, I get it. I appreciate everybody who listens to this show. When we tell you, hey, we heard this, it's when have we been wrong? Uh, and, and just, you know, anyway, uh, it's fine. OG Gary, FSU and Clemson are not big bound. SEC, I can see. And the problem with that is Florida has said repeatedly, FSU will not be here if we are here. Repeatedly, they have said that. Repeatedly. And it, it just, it FSU is in a grant of rights that they can't get out of, and they've tried. 
repeatedly. And they've all tried. They have paid multi-millions in law legal fees to try and find a loophole, and there's not a loophole. You're so fucked. There's not a loophole. So good luck. Good luck. And I think the bigger the 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 next shoe to drop is what happens in the Washington State Supreme Court tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's I believe, and I could be wrong. I'm I'm I might be wrong. I believe it's tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday, rather. I think it's I think it's the 12th, mm-hmm. but I'll look it up. But I believe tomorrow is the court deadline. That's a big story. That's a big story. So we'll see. We'll see. Like, and, and I'm not even asking you to trust us, but at least go to Ross Dellinger. At least go to Stuart Mandel. Reputable like people. Go to Kurt Think uh, uh Pete Thamel. Go to go to people who Brett McMurphy who have a track record for breaking news. Filling in for somebody. Like, what are we? I'm amazed by it. Yeah. I'm amazed by it. Anyway, okay. Let's keep rolling here on the Monty Show. Um, What did Mike Smith say? Cowboys-Eagles game. Those refs need remedial training. Too many damn flag, too damn flag happy. Never seen any flags with no fouls. Never. Uh, Gumby fresh out. Locked on macaque. Bro, that, okay. How? Macaque. Macaque. How the hell? I'm sitting in my hot tub last night with Mrs. Monty, right? You know, we had a a great weekend playing golf down south in in Hurricane uh, at Copper Rock. Like a great, the best Italian food I've had since I was a kid. Drive home, go shopping, do our meal prep, get in the hot tub. And I'm like, oh. Like, man, I feel like one of those monkeys in that video where they're just, you know, sleeping on the rock with the steam. Macaque. And she's like, oh, yeah, macaque. Macaque. <laughs> macaque. Can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. Just just can't get away from it. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Lockdown Cougars is great. Got multiple shout-outs on that show during COVID. I did an interview with the host. Nice. Wow, dude. Hawkeye fan in Indy, what's up? I cannot speak for the rest of the Big Ten, but it's a hard pass on FSU in the Big Ten which I think a lot of people have said. A lot of people have said that. Uh, WTF craps. Oregon's new quarterback, a lot of excitement, but I'm kind of depressed. Help me understand how a 5'11 QB at 190 pounds will stay healthy. Well, I think here's the biggest issue. And if you get in the portal, I would love, I would love, love, love your opinion on this. How many guys that are in the portal and they transfer, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a big – is Blake shaping great for Mississippi State? No, no, no. Don't feel like that. Is Dylan Gabriel great for Oregon? Hell, yes. yes. Dylan Gabriel's great for Oregon. Perfect fit. Yes. Dylan Gabriel is is not only – well, he's a fit. He is a perfect fit. With his skill set and what they want to do offensively, I think one of the things we saw was – at times last year, not this year, at times last year, Oregon was held back by by an inability at the quarterback position, Bo Nix, to throw the football. What happened to Bo Nix this year? Well, all of a sudden, somebody stuck a something up a somewhere, and he is a throwing machine. I don't know about that. <laughs> but all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, Bo Nix came in as a dynamic passer, and you're getting a far better athlete and a far better passer and a capable runner in Dylan Gabriel. 
In the Big Ten, you have to be able to throw the football to win, period. And if Free Harbaugh didn't show you that, um, if you look at J.J. McCarthy, if you look at Tom Cord, Tom Accord, uh, Aller at, at Happy Ending You, uh, the Fighting Paternos didn't even come close to competing for the conference because their quarterback can't throw. You put Dylan Gabriel in any of those situations, those are national championship contenders right now. And I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, in terms of, because the comment was like, hey, how is somebody who's a smaller 5'11", 190 going to stay healthy? Look at his track record. I, I, I think when he was healthy when it mattered most. I mean, you, you don't beat Texas the way you beat Texas by not being able to be in the game. And and honestly, I look at Dylan Gabriel playing in the Big Ten, and I love that fit. Yeah, I, I, I love the way that works out for Oregon. I think that could be a home run. And you're only going to get better defensively. Let's be honest. You are going to be, I think Dan Lanning is learning as we roll. I think Dan Lanning is learning as we roll. And listen, if if Comacord ends up at Nebraska, as we've heard so much about, that's a good pickup for, for Nebraska. But I think if you look at some of the other moves in the Big Ten, uh, I think Oregon's going to be a much better defensive team because they have to be. And Dan Lanning's got to be a better, he's got to be a better head coach. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt. I would also point out that you look at some of the running backs and you look at some of the 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 movement, there's not been a lot of movement on running backs. And I think that's going to be, running back and wide receiver is going to be the next big one to drop. Because I look at some of the wide receivers that are in that are in the portal, and I'm just curious. Like, I think Colby Young from Miami is really interesting. Uh, I think Jaron Glover from Michigan State's really interesting. Um, I think that is. I, I think you look at Xavier Lloyd, R.J. Garcia from K State, because who at K State's not in the portal. Uh, I think that's a very interesting one. Like you look at. You look at some of these guys, Ja'Cory Brooks from, from uh, Bama, I think is a really interesting. Bryce Stevens from Arkansas, yes, is a really good one. Um, there's a lot of wide receiver talent in the portal. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go because I think there's also been an incredible lack of very good like depth tackle positions on the offensive line. I think tackle is at a premium. Deion Sanders pulling that rabbit out of his hat the other week. Um, but if you look at the portal, you probably understand that there are not a lot of great uh, offensive linemen in the portal. There just are not. And Prime's getting the ones that are. And you better absolutely be on the recruiting trail, in, in my opinion, for, for those dudes. OG Gary, I thought you mentioned that FSU, Clemson, and UNC are dipping in five years. I think. That will only happen if the realignment cycle continues, and I think it will. Because, I, again, and I don't mean to keep going back to the Pac-12, this thing tomorrow. Huge deal. This ruling will change the fortunes of Oregon State and Washington State. They are either going to become members of the Mountain West or the Mountain West is going to become members of the Pac-12 because they don't have other places to go. And it, I, I again, will just stand on my belief that, that – or what do they? What do the cool kids say? I'm standing on business. Standing on business. <laughs> I stand on my belief that the Supreme Court just does not have the necessary video evidence to overturn the call that was made on the field. Yeah, the call stands, dude. The call is confirmed. 
It, I, I just can't see it going any other way. I cannot see it going any other way. But I think, yeah, I think if the Pac-12 lives on and if this if this upper tier of college football programs happen, I don't think Florida State, North Carolina, North Carolina wants the Big Ten and the Big Ten wants North Carolina. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. We've heard that repeatedly. Um, I think the bigger deal is if this upper tier happens, you have no need to change conferences because the money you want to make is is right there because you're going to pay kids. Kids are going to want to play for you. Who doesn't want to play for the Florida State brand? I mean, if you're a big-time skill position player in what I think is one of the most fertile recruiting grounds in the country in the great state of Florida, if you're not a Florida, if you're not a Miami you're a Florida state. And right now, is it even close? No. You want to play at Florida state. That's a good program. Mike Norvell's a good coach. I mean, there's just no reason that Florida state would need to change, you know, what banner they fly under. So this now upper tier, I think is really interesting because if you're, if you get into that big daddy tier of, Hey, we can pay players different NILs different recruiting's different. I'm for real. Hey, now there's no reason to worry about that the Big Ten's getting a hundred million and you're getting fifteen dollars. And I think there's no no telling just how lucrative it could be because if yes. you remember, the proposal says that once that group is put together, once that initial grouping of however many schools that's going to be is put together, they can vote as a group to handle things however they want to handle them. So you're talking about a landscape that's unformed yet. You're, you're talking about a housing develop that's still got to be dug up, dude. I mean, exactly you have right. no idea, you know, just how far they'll push that limit in terms of NIL and in terms of, of, of money-making opportunity. Cause I, I'm also saying this too. And, and, and I know it's not exactly a clear path as to how it would happen, but you can't tell me that this group of high rolling member institutions, uh, working together isn't going to draw a ton of interest from the TV partners. You can't tell me that there isn't going to be conversations at a minimum about, hey, how can we do this or how can we do that? Like, hey, ESPN, what do you think of doing this? Or like, you, those the TV partners and that group are going to spitball and find a way. I'm telling you. And so when you talk about realignment, maybe it's not traditional realignment. But maybe that group, as an example, puts together rules that say, hey, yeah. every game that we play with a school that's in this group, that money doesn't go to the conference. It just goes to us. What if they created that Hundo type of situation? P. Like Hondo P, man. I totally, I think I, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, the what if game is endless. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, whoa, comment. Um, Ryan Willie, if Harbaugh bolts to the NFL, wouldn't the NCAA bring the hammer down on the football program from our understanding and what we've been told punishment after your coach is gone is far less than punishment. If you keep the, the bad actor. And that's the term that has been used. Herm Edwards at Arizona state's a really good example of this. There have not been a crippling amount of sanctions dropped on ASU yet. I knew today would be shitty. Now did they self-impose a bull ban? Sure they did. Smart move. Because as much as we all love Kenny Dillingham, and I think we all do, Kenny Dillingham's in Tempe for the long stretch, right? Mm -hmm. He's in it for the long haul. They understood that they could mitigate their punishment, lessen it, um, thin it out, if you will, dilute it. If you, if you fire the coach, fire the staff, 
limit the number of, of visits you take, limit your, your postseason play. So say, Hey, we're not going to go to a bowl this year. Right. That's a big win for Arizona state. I think Michigan's in a very similar situation. I think if Jim Harbaugh leaves, I think you're going to see that they will, they will get far less punishment. Whereas if you hand him the biggest contract in the history of the big 10, I think the NCAA is coming for that Wolverine ass. Like when you say, yeah, we, because again, I, and I don't mean to be redundant on this. I know I say this all the time when you're Michigan and you do not ever, not one time deny that he did anything he's accused of. Do you guys understand that they haven't denied the COVID period stuff? In fact, they self-imposed a suspension. Uh, they haven't talked about the Matt Weiss situation and they've never denied that the sign stealing operation happened in the football department. So those three massive investigations, they've not denied it once. In fact, by folding at the court, they've all but said, yeah, we, we accept the suspension that the big 10 gave us because we know we can't win. I mean, they have admit, they have admitted guilt. Absolutely. You're going to get drilled by the committee on infractions. I'm Shiva, the God of death. And again, I'd remind you, the level one infractions were not COVID related. What were the level one infractions that Jim Harbaugh self-disciplined him for? Being evasive and dishonest with the committee on infractions. Your worst action here is not the crime you committed. It's the covering up of the crime you committed. Not wanting to sit for an interview, being evasive, not making it easy to schedule it. And when you were there, you were not forthcoming. Mm-hmm. That was far worse than, you know, taking that kid to a burger, watching a workout, making your coaches overwork. Far worse was the fact that you were not forthcoming about it. Dude, they're asking you questions. They already know the answer to. Like, they don't need your answer. You need to answer. They don't need your answer. They know the answer. They want you to answer the question. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. That's what Jim Harbaugh won't do. Because that little voice in the back of his head is what it is. Um, Brian Laguerre, I've never seen a story lose steam quicker than what? Jim Har- So you tell me how the Jim Harbaugh story's lost steam. Uh, the guy won't sign a contract extension to make himself the highest paid coach in the history of the Big Ten. You don't think that's not a, the, the Detroit Free Press is writing stories on it every other day. You, you don't think that's a big story. Come on, man. I know you're not, and maybe it's not for you. I totally get that. But to think that Jim Harbaugh is not a big story is crazy. Agreed. I think it is one of the, the, beyond the college football playoff, I think it's a far bigger story than Florida State because Florida State's not a story. Notice nobody's sued. Yeah, where's the suit, dude? Where's your million dollars? Ron DeSantis, you're, you're, trailing, you're trailing Donald Trump 51% to 19%. I'd be far more focused on where I spend that million bucks than on Florida State's lawsuit. And then yeah. say you're willing to burn a million dollars to I I would probably be more focused on my task you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the do you guys understand like the Florida State story is not a story? And I think we all talked about that. No rule was broken. We're gonna talk about the Kansas City Chiefs in three and a half minutes, but no rule was broken. You look at Jim Harbaugh, all we have is broken rules. And now he's being offered the largest contract in the history of the Big Ten, and he won't sign it. What are you, Musk? Nothing to see here. 
Uh, lots to see when Aaron Wilson gifts a membership. Let's go, baby. Lots to see when Sean Rollins gifts five memberships. Let's go, Sean. Let's go. Don't forget, tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. That's right. The last Giving Tuesday, or no, technically, second to last. Because a week from today, Two Holes turns 30. Yeah, I'm getting old, Mike. And then next Tuesday, uh, we're doing a morning show. Do you know what that's like these So days? it'll be Giving Tuesday next Tuesday morning. Yeah. So be here, be square. You know. Can I tell you guys, let's spend the last three minutes of the hour salivating over our uh, Christmas vacation. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to tell you that we booked, we booked 18 holes today at a course that I have been just dying and salivating to play. They released their, their greens fees. For the week of Christmas. And you want to know what an all-star I'm married to? Not only did we have a great hot tub sesh after a great shopping sesh. <laughs> not only did Mrs. Monty go down to Hurricane in St. George. Not to play golf. But she went to Zion while Jake and I played golf at Copper Rock. Not only does she allow me to do that stuff. She has a massive dinner planned on Christmas Eve night. Our entire family, like, it's a big to-do. Called her today, and I was like, honey. Honey, 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 honey. Hey, baby. <clears throat> I just want you to know, and I, do you guys know that I'm checking my email to make sure it's real? <laughs> this is how ridiculous it is. Um, hey, I just, I just want to know, what time is dinner? And Mrs. Monty's like, oh, what time are you trying to play golf? <laughs> is that a real question? And I said to her, hey, well, and you want to know, this is how you know you, you have a great wife. I said, well, Pelican Hill in Laguna opened up $100, $100 tea times at 3 o'clock on Sunday. And she's like, well, you know, if we leave, because we'll be in Las Vegas the days before that. Hey, if we leave Vegas at like 5 or 6, we should be able to get there on time. I'm for real. And she's like, but you know, I have that dinner. She's like, can you, can you play at one o'clock? It's like, yeah, but it's, you know, $35 more expensive. Not at one o'clock's perfect. Let's we'll leave early. We'll get, we'll get to LA by 11. Then, you know, you guys can take off right after that. And you could just meet us down at dinner. Oh, it's not even a home cooked dinner. We're, no. we're, we're going, we're going to, to a phenomenal Italian place. Okay. And, um, she's like, yeah, where's the Italian? That's when you know you got it good. Dude. That's when you know you got it good. You got it good, man. We are playing Pelican Hill on Christmas Eve. Let's go. One of the and we're playing the South Course at Pelican Hills. One of the renowned courses in this country that I have been trying to play for a very long time. Back to the time when I lived in SoCal and I golfed. And I'm finally going to get to play it. Let's go. And it's on discount. And it's the South course where you play right on the, right on the ocean, dude. I cannot wait. Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas to you. Our number two of the Monty show presented by our good friends at tridaytrading.com. Speaking of my spectacular Mrs. Other, uh, Mrs. Monty kicking ass in day trading. Cannot wait to get home tonight to, to check out the Australian uh, dollar versus the Japanese yen. Uh, it's one of the things I truly enjoy. Um, and I enjoy making money. I enjoy stacking chips. And that's exactly what Triday Trading is about. 
Don't take my word for it. Give yourself the present that you have deserved for your entire life. Make the money that you've talked about. You're the cat that's like, hey, my car broke down. My boss sucks. I hate going to work. I hate my job. I hate my life. Everything sucks. Find me your biggest need financially. I'm in credit card debt. Tridaytrading.com. $10, 30-day trial membership to show you what money you should be making. Tridaytrading.com. Hey, I have huge student loan debt. Tridaytrading.com. Hey, I am I am close to foreclosure on my house. I'd really like to get ahead. Tridaytrading.com. Stop making excuses. Stop living your life because all the dreams you've ever had, they're hiding behind the shit that you won't do in your life. They're hiding behind that first step that you won't take. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. $10. It's a charitable donation, so it's a tax write-off for you. They give you everything in 30 days. Their trial membership includes high-level coaching, your trading and simulators, day one. They're talking to you about leading indicators. They're talking to you about this and that, how to use the system, how to, what are these indicators that show you when it's time to buy and when it's time to sell? You get all of that in like the first five days. And then you get ongoing work with your coach. You, you start trading like it's an amazing 30-day trial. You won't do it because you're going to make an excuse. Oh, it's the end of the year. My New Year's, screw your New Year's resolution. Do it now, today. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Jeff Woodworth, how come no one blames Chiefs' offensive demise on losing Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> I, I think I said that on Friday. You did. I do believe I said that on Friday. I mean, it is, yeah. Uh, Gary Wolf, everything sucks. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Everything sucks. Salamini, you're exactly right. How about changing the bad habits that got you in bad fiscal position? Just a thought outside of Triday Trading. There is no better way to change the things that you do than getting outside of your comfort zone. Like everything you want is just, it's not easy. It's not easy, but you go and do it. To do this show, we left we left <laughs> mid six figures figure jobs to do this show full time. You think that was easy? No, it was scary as hell. And it's not been easy. We're doing this show in a, in a down economic you know, cycle. But you don't quit. You, you don't give up. You go and do the thing. Teach yourself how to be better with your money when you have money. Because it's easy for everybody to say, you need a financial plan. Well, when I ain't got two nickels to rub together, what's my financial planner going to tell me? And that is absolutely real. Uh, Boston Mapes, Hill is the guy who deserves to lead the MVP race. Well, let's get into the National Football League. On the Monty Show, you guys, this Kansas City Chiefs thing is ridiculous. How many days are we going to sit here and talk about rules in football? Because this is what is amazing to me. Whether it is Jim Harbaugh, whether it is, you know, pick your poison, the Florida State Seminoles. Now it's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are trying to stand up on their platform and say, we got screwed. The NFL is against the chefs. And you say, well, how are they against the, how are they against you guys there? You chefs in the cook, in the stew and stuff. And Patrick Mahomes' answer is, well, they called a, a penalty on a play they never call penalties on. But was he offside? Yeah, he was, but he had zero impact on the plate. Doesn't matter. Was it a a, a well-called penalty? Was yeah, it was, but that so wait, you're telling me we have a a controversy on a, a call an official made that's not really controversy at all, 
you're just a bad loser. Be pissed at Kadarius Tony. Don't be pissed at the NFL officials who made the right call. They've called it 12 times this year. That penalty, Patrick, you said they never call. They've called it 12 times this year. And it's not like he was a toenail over the football. He was, in fact, his front foot was lined up on the front nose of the football. Did you know that in the NFL, to be considered onside, your entire body, all of it, has to be on the back end of the football? Do you understand that he was not a toenail offside? He was physically a yard and a half too far forward. Do you you understand that? So it's not that you don't feel like, you know, the rule, it was a bad call. No, it was a good call. The rule just shouldn't apply to us. That's what the Kansas City Chiefs are saying. And I got to be honest with you, I'm tired of this thing that we're doing where, well, yeah, that's that's a rule, but it shouldn't apply to me. To me, they got that call right, not wrong. Yeah, and this is not the first time that an Andy Reid coach team has been offside and cost them the game. That's correct. You all remember D4 in the 2018 AFC championship game against Tom Brady and, you know, just the New England Patriots. You all remember that moment too, right, where his arm is fully offside? Yeah, this isn't your first time, right? This is many times now. That like, So if you're an official in the league, you know the Kansas City Chiefs are well known for being offsides on both sides of the ball, lining up in the neutral zone. So don't tell me, Andy Reid, that this is some type of travesty and that you should have been given a warning to 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 fix this issue. Like I love how we get, and we're about to play some video here. I in this in in the video, you're gonna see two different Andy Reeds. So you guys remember the part where Patrick Mahomes is like throwing his helmet and he's all pissed off and just outraged, crying on the sideline and all this nonsense. Andy Reid in the post-game presser goes into full meltdown mode about the fact that it's embarrassing that the officials didn't give him notice that his guys had been lining up offsides most of the game. Normally, I'll get... um... I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. Normally, yeah, normally uh, if if it's even close, um, you get you get a warning. Uh, the head coach gets a warning. I mean that normally. So I don't know. I didn't have a protractor out there, but um, it's a bit embarrassing. So you want to be a full red ass and make protractor jokes right after the game. But then today, the day after, you've calmed yourself and you've talked about how, man, the relationship with the refs is so important to me. I've always had a good working relationship with these guys. And that's the important part. So they know when they tell me something with a guy that I'm going to go address the guy like right now. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so. This isn't an excuse or a blame on the officials for blowing the game. That's not what it is, but it's that working relationship. That part is so important. Just you give the head coach a heads up, and then in our case, uh, we get them, we, we tell them. And then if they get called, listen, that's, uh, that's you know, they, they, you were warned. So it couldn't possibly be that, hey, maybe your team just isn't disciplined enough. And I know this is Kadarius Tony's first time this season being talked about losing his his team games by, you know, I don't know, not catching footballs, maybe lining up offsides. Like maybe it's a maybe it's a K Tony problem. 
not a Kansas City Chiefs problem. And this is why I'm so done with this out of Chiefs Kingdom. You guys have been mediocre all season long. The Denver Broncos started 1-5 and five in the season and are now one game back, if not tied. I'd have to check the standings today. Don't tell me this is an officiating problem. Let's start talking about the fact that, hey, yeah, maybe the Chiefs aren't as good as, I don't know, Dak Prescott, the likely MVP in the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe you're just not as good as you once were, and that's okay. Well, and I think the other issue here is that you have – you have a guy making excuses for the fact that Kadarius Tony was a yard and a half too far forward. It's not even close, dude. Go, go talk to Kadarius Tony, who can't catch a cold. How many? This team would be a two-loss team if Kadarius Tony was not Kadarius Tony. But instead, Andy Reid wants to talk about how, oh, well, the officials screwed us because usually we get a warning and then I can go and talk to KT. No, how about you go and talk to KT during the week? And talk to KT about, hey, dude, let's just make sure that you're lined up on side. And for all the people out there who are like, hey, it's on video that he looked to his left and pointed to the official real quick. He didn't look to his he left. He never looked to his what left. What he did was is he steps up to the line of scrimmage. And a lot of receivers do this. If you watch a lot of football, you'll know what I'm talking about. You step up to the line and you just raise your left hand summarily because you're just assuming that you're lined up properly. He, he didn't look. And I, I hope people understand this. If you are a wide receiver and you do that, you line up and you look at the official, he will give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And a lot of times if you watch, you'll point at him and he'll do that. He will say back up. Kadarius Tony was so far offside, they couldn't see the football from the sideline, which is why they called that penalty. Because he's looking down the line of scrimmage, the, the linesman is, could not see the football. You gave him no choice. You gave him no choice. And as far as this, we get a warning thing, you don't get a warning. I, I don't know how many, like, I have never heard that. I I was talking to a couple of friends of mine about, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago that work in the NFL uh, and cover the NFL on a daily basis. We were talking about offensive linemen holding. They get, they will occasionally, if you have a, a, a veteran head coach that is well-respected, they may say to you, hey, you got to watch 72. You know, his hands are routinely outside. I haven't called it yet, but I'm looking at it. They will routinely do that. Or they will say before a game, hey, you know, I know you got like, I know the Chiefs supposedly have gotten the warning of, hey, your right tackle is lined up too far off the line. You need to make sure he's up. We're going to call that if he's too far off the line. That's the kind of stuff you get a heads up for. In game, you're not going to get a heads up like, hey, you know, Kadarius Tony's lining up too far forward. You're not, you're not getting a warning for that. That's just not, that is not how it works at all. Uh, Bryce Martin never used this as an excuse while making an excuse. Exactly <laughs> That's what right. I'm saying, dude. Why not just simply roll out the coach speak, dude? Why not just say, you know what? Yeah, I didn't agree with the call, but we got to be better. We can't be losing games because we're lining up in ineligible positions or illegal positions. We, like, like the idea that you've been losing, you've lost pretty much every game, that all the games you've lost, you've lost because you haven't made crucial catches that, mind you, hit you right in the hands and in some cases went through your hands and hit you in the face. Yeah. And now you lost yesterday to your rival in the AFC because you lined up in the wrong place. By the way, just want to point this out. The idea that you had to win the game by throwing it to Kelsey, who then 
who then, uh, you know, throws it back passing to Tony to run into the end zone is absolutely wild to me. It's absolutely wild that Chiefs fans are like, oh, we won the game. It's a historic play. Yeah, that's the problem, dude. You should be able to beat this Chiefs team who just last week got in a lot of trouble because their head coach talked about 9-11 when he shouldn't have been talking about 9-11. So that team came out and kicked your ass. They won the game. And I know it was only three points, but it was a hell of a lot more than that, dude. That's your problem right now. Yeah, hey, a little uh, breaking news for you that's really kind of spraining. And just a mild sprain. Right. Uh, Drake May, University of North Carolina quarterback, says he is foregoing the rest of his eligibility to enter the NFL draft, according to Pete Thamel, the Thaminator at uh, ESPN. Pete Thamel reporting that uh, Drake May is foregoing the rest of his eligibility and heading to the NFL draft. Let's get your thoughts on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Joseph Carruthers, the Chiefs got a holding call against the Eagles at the end of the Super Bowl last year that didn't call the entire game. But by the rule book, that was the right call. Absolutely happened. And, and get up on ESPN, had it this morning. Bryce Martin, Chiefs need to get Marvin Harrison Jr. or Xavier Worthy in the draft. They need to add skill positions because they're trending towards Tom Brady with nobody you've ever heard of at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you go and get Randy Moss. You don't win a Super Bowl, but you're one of the dominant offenses. The Chiefs need to get back to that because you do have a generational quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Chicago Bear. Or wait, I'm kidding. <laughs> the point is, you do have Pat- Patrick Mahomes. You need to take advantage of that. And maybe the red ass in me says, well, uh, maybe if you weren't talking about Taylor Swift all the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody notice that uh, Taylor Swift walked right by the Buffalo Bills yesterday? Walked right by on her way in. I wonder, nah, and and I'm not going to say that had anything to do with Kadarius Tony, but I think there's been a lot of noise outside of that locker room around this team. Yes, there has. And I would be notice I, there's not any cute Andy Reid Taylor Swift jokes going on this week. Yeah, notice that it's no longer oh well, it was just one game and we dropped the pass, but we're going to get better next week. No, we're in full. Hey, we need to get better. And we need to start winning some ball games because I swear to God, if the Chiefs lose the division, which they won't, but if you did, okay, now we got to start having serious conversations about roster construction because there is no way that this Chiefs team should be losing that division. I think it is. I think it is very interesting that you have just a. I understand wanting to let Tyreek Hill go. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that was not the replacement. Juju was not the replacement. I I mean, it it is – I just think you have to do better by Patrick Mahomes. Yes, you do. Phil Benzer, the NFL should find the Chiefs for complaining about officiating. Totally agree. William Bailey, it's a wee fence against the refs. That's a a wee fence. Right. It's a a wee fence. It's a Jim Harbaugh wee fence. Right. Uh, Spangler, what's up? It's true. Lining up in the neutral zone has been our secret weapon for five, six years now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here it is, right? Here it is. Uh, Dank says, it's scripted as hell, all this outrage. Is it, though? I think this is, I don't think it's scripted. I think that this is absolutely poor sportsmanship. It's arrogance. It's privilege. It's, hey, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, you know, my boy is dating T-Swift. Don't you know that? You know, keep the whistle, right? Like, don't throw the flag. Like, cut us some slack. 
let us beat the let us beat the Bills. Like, dude, you gotta see. This is my thing. I so you watch the Chiefs game and how that went down, and then you watch the Cowboy game. You're like, who? Cold blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough ass kicking. Cowboys didn't need any help from the officials, even though they got it. But they didn't need any help from the officials. They just went out and kicked Eagle ass. Yep. So the Chiefs need to stop talking about the officials and start getting back to performing. Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America, who always hits the like button when he comes into the Monty program. 3,000 views on the show, and we only have 78 likes. Come on, let's start rock and roll. Please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, Boyd, good to see you. What an embarrassing... What's embarrassing is not being able to line up your team without going offside. Worse than BYU and the illegal touching problems they were having. Listen, what happens away from the field with illegal? <laughs> I don't want to get into the illegal touching. That seems over, over the line. Who are you, Josh Giddy? Yeah. Uh, AAR Chiefs refused to draft real speed to replace Tyree Kill. Now it's showing. Yeah, and I think Maybe. that's that lack of speed running through the secondary is why Travis Kelsey's having one of the worst statistical years he's had because because he's now being doubled because you don't have to worry about Tyree Kill Correct. running the deep post from left to right and burning the hell out of your safeties. And I think you're seeing him routinely do it. You're seeing him routinely do it. Absolutely. In Miami. Same and guy. it's and it's absolutely a weapon. And you're you're paying a record contract to your quarterback. Get him receivers. Get him receivers, man. And, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, has been a massive disappointment. Like, you just look at the pieces that you have not developed. At some point, you have to replace Tyreek Hill, whether you want to call it that or something else. Because you should be the odds-on favorite to win the AFC. And you may, but it's going to be a longer road now. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think Taylor Swift's going to have to fly that private jets to the East Coast if they want to go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So I think it's tough. Bill G, whoa, comment dump. Uh, Joseph says Mahomes draws late hit penalties on defenses before he goes out of bounds all the 100%, time. 100%, dude. Last week, totally inbounds, legal hit, penalty. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me about officiating, Pat. Talk yeah. to me about the lack of execution with your wide receivers. And I'm not even saying it's a pat problem with his wide receivers. He's putting it on them. He's literally hitting them right in the hands where it should be. Yeah, and they I, don't catch it. I, I, it's fascinating to me. It is absolutely fascinating. Because this is just not who Patrick Mahomes and certainly not who Andy Reid's been. I, I'm a, a big Andy Reid fan. I believe in him. Um, I think he's one of the elite head coaches in the history of the NFL. I'm really surprised that this is what he's going with. And I think one of the best points Andy Reid made in, in, in all this press he did over the last two days is that they need to stop playing from behind. How many times are you going to have to have a, a two-minute drive, you know, to to win a ball game? I mean, at some point, you have to start playing from in front again. And so they're not yeah. doing that. It's putting them in a compromising position. And then guys like KT... Line up in the neutral zone, and you lose a game because you were playing from behind because you didn't get the job done in the first half. I I, I just think you can't hand it to the officials like this. No, like it is it, you just the officials generally in like neutral zone or hey the offensive tackle the right tackle's not on the line. Okay, okay, we're not going to call that every time unless you're a yard plus 
into the neutral zone mm-hmm. and not even into the neutral zone. You're a yard and a half fully. And I think ESPN did a great job of this this morning. They had a measure on there where it showed he was a yard and a half ahead of where he should have been lined up. He had no business even being within a yard of the football. This wasn't, let's be really clear. And I think it's a great point. This wasn't the, Hey, loose ball in the Laker game. LeBron's calling a timeout and they grant him the timeout, even though no one has possession of the ball. That's not what this was, dude. This was not a blatant missed call. No, this was to your point. Hey, made the call proper call rule had been broken. We made the call. You don't like it, and you don't like the fact that it costs you the game. That's and they not had, our problem, dude. They had to make the call. Right. You you gave them no choice. And the idea, Patty, specifically Patrick Mahomes, this is what my biggest problem with Pat was. The idea that after the game you wanted to say you didn't need to make that call, it had no impact on the game, is a complete line of crap. And it's that you were attacking choice. the official yeah, it, it's a bad look. Lonnie, uh, what's up? $5. Thank you for that. Mahomes and Reed embarrassed asses themselves after the game last night. Yes, they did. No doubt about I mean, it, Lonnie. The fact that Andy Reed is making protractor jokes about measuring where where Tony lined up is ridiculous And to he's me. such a good dude. He is. He it's is. It's shocking. Hall of Fame career. Yes, Lance Johnson for $5. Lance, how are you? Uh, in the world of $500 million quarterbacks, the league is finding out that they – that you can either build a defense or surround them with weapons, but not both. I think that's freaking correct, dude. You can't have, and this is what's been so amazing about the run the Eagles have been on. You can't have both offense and defense unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles. And you hit a home run with Jalen Carter, who had a, a scoop and score. Or it's really hard to do. But can you win a Super Bowl doing that? Can you? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's really tough to do. You and, and maybe this is the natural bridge to the Cowboys and Eagles yesterday. My God, dude. The the Philadelphia Eagles are out of gas. You cannot play that many games. Win or lose. You cannot go on postseason runs and take the physical beating that Jalen Hurts has taken and get physically swooped up in Dallas. There's a toll for that. You better win the Super Bowl. You have to, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts was the NFL MVP if he wins that game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that Cowboy fans don't want to talk about, the Eagles are going to run the table. They're going to win the division. They're going to be in a first round bye. They are. that. It's as simple as that. The Eagles have systematic failures because their guys are tired. They have injury issues. I don't think Jalen Hurts is anywhere near 100%. And I, my guess is he's an off-season surgery guy. The minute he doesn't have to play another meaningful snap of football this year, that dude's going to have a scalpel on his knee. Right. Right? Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It takes a toll. Being a really good team, I don't know, like the Kansas City Chiefs, it takes a toll. You have injuries. You have attrition. You have guys who just can't do what they used to do. And then you watch Tyreek Hill fully turn the wrong way on a bomb, and he's fast enough that he has time to turn around the other way. And you wonder, <laughs> is Kadarius Tony dropping footballs if you had not traded Tyreek Hill? No. Now, nope. he needed a change of scenery. Totally get it. Attrition plays it. And Lance, as usual, right on the spot, man. You can't pay a guy five hundred. Did you guys see the fucking update on Shohei Otani's contract? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see this update? First of all, before you say it, 
huge bird to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim that nobody gives a damn about. Hey, Mike Trout might want to find Whoa. your next team. Number one, huge bird. Number two, disappointed he didn't go to the Giants. But number three, ecstatic. He went to the Dodgers because now I can watch him kick the hell out of the Astros Hello? every year. But did you see how his seven hundred million is structured? He's going to make two million for the next ten years. Um, he's deferring six hundred and eighty million dollars um, to post to to retirement. <laughs> the L.A. Dodgers are so attractive to players that he's deferring six hundred and eighty million dollars. Yep. Jesus de Cristo. Well, what does that tell you, though? The Cubs are not attractive. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 well, yes, yes. But I think what it's showing you is that he was unhappy in his situation because he Jake, knew they were I, never going to I win. said there, he's deferring $680 million, yes. dude. Yes, he is, which I'm a little surprised by. I would want to make at least 10 a year if I was oh him talking God. about the deal. But but what it's showing you is that, hey, I want to go out it's and win wild. a World Series. Now, here's my thing for Shoei, though. My concern. It's Shohei. Shohei, whatever, dude. Shohei Ohana. Dude, whatever. Ohana. Dude, Otani. Shohei Ohana. Shohei Ohani. Goodness. New, um, Mr. Annual TJ guy. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the uh, Tommy John guinea pig, Shohei Ohanagad. Um... I apologize. Uh, <laughs> delay. Show low. Show low. Oh my God. To be baggy. Apologize to that man. Plays for the LA Doyers. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love that it's been correct. It, it, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, some of the uh, some of the Japanese media. Would like you to know it's not showy, it's Shohei. Okay, Shohei, show me, show you. Shohei Otani. Show me the money. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Delaric, the issue is the third-year receiver making a junior high mistake in the NFL. This receiver has had issues with the Chiefs the entire year. You, you got to be better than Kadarius Tony. Giggity, Chiefs ain't chit. I agree. A hundo P, dude. Uh, the Todd Feather, he was six inches on the line, but... Doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, I think there is no you doubt measure it? that, yes, you are correct. Was he a foot and a half? No, no, he wasn't. He was six. He was, he, you know what, the Todd father, he was so far offside, the official couldn't see the football. That's why he, they straight up said after the game, he blocked our ability to do the job. He was so, and never looked at the linesman. This is the part that nobody, and to your credit, you pointed out, if he had just looked over there, the linesman would have said, "You skipped a part, dude. Don't just point." He he. I literally in the video, it's going around X. He he lines up and he's in his position, uh, and his head is looking at at Patrick uh, Mahomes, and he's like this. Make your bed, dude. This is why I tell you, make your bed every morning. <laughs> Get out of bed. Make your bed. You did something great today. Kadarius Tony, you might want to look at the official. Do you think he'll ever make that mistake again? No, because they're going to cut his ass. Good Lord. Or they should. Yeah. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, that play cost me $250 yesterday. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. And the play was a masterpiece. Hey, Kevin. Kev. Kevster. Kevy. Um, hey, 
I would just a piece of advice probably shouldn't be probably. having a position on good old KT. He's shown to be a little unreliable. Yeah. Kadarius Tony's a problem, dude. And the and, and again, I'll just keep saying Patrick Mahomes, you and your infantile brother and your wife, uh, you know, putting videos of the officials on her social media. Grow up. Grow the hell up. And then you throwing your helmet and hitting an, uh, hitting an employee with it and yelling and screaming and ha making a complete jackass out of yourself, having to, having people wonder on national TV if you were yelling at your coaches. Oh, it turns out you were pissed about a penalty that was actually a penalty. That's I forgot about the, the Mahomes rules. Um, Salamini, let's talk about how the Chiefs got bailed out by bad calls when the game is on the line more than other teams. They do. They absolutely do. Boyd Lake, my son's Pop Warner team wide receivers learn how to check the ref before the snap. It, it, it truly is right? great school stuff, man. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, forget the projectors. They need to stop doing back of the envelope calculations. That's what I'm saying. And dude. the play was uh, the hook and ladder was unbelievable. Back of the envelope calculations. Idiot. Uh, any, even if he looked, the refs never give him a nod. It's, dude, they would have. If he would have looked, the official. I've stood there and watched. The officials would have told him. That's what you would have seen. And you see it every every week, every game almost. All Especially in college. You go watch it, watch the 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 bowl games. You'll see the the wide receiver will point right at him. And nine times out of the ten, the, the official will go like this. But you want the one time where he says this, because you're you're offside. And and I would caution Andy Reid. He said this is a penalty that's never called. They've called it 12 times. And I can't remember um which NFL retired official on TV yesterday was saying it. But he said in our league meetings this year, it's been a point of emphasis with, especially with offensive tackles. Because offensive tackles are lined up in the incorrect position. Yes. And so the the uh, defensive end is, tr is trying to get closer to the tackle, which is why you've seen so many neutral zone infractions on the defense this year. So they decided to start calling it both ways. Totally agree. Bill G, sorry, kiddos, it's not the ref's fault. The Chiefs don't know how to line up. I think that's exactly right. Uh, Real Wade Gaming Nation, let's go Denver as a sleeper to the Super Bowl, Monty. Look, man, I, I understand. Listen, it's 4.30 in the Mountain Time Zone. Dude, I, look, I would call that day drinking, but I don't mean to judge you. I'm not judging you. Really? Did you guys see that Russ had another baby? Now, frankly, if I was... <coughs> If I was married to who Russ is married to, it, I mean, we would have, <laughs> uh, frankly, I would time it. But oh, we, my God, just like that. Oh. Every 10 months, pop it out because I ain't stopping for nothing. Look at you. Hiscock. Hey, baby. <laughs> for nothing. I actually. Okay. They know reset. That felt awkward. CJ Vance. Good afternoon, guys. Hope the golf trip was a success. Go Niners. Copper Rock Dude. and Hurricane. Amazing. We got some video for you guys later in the show. Stick around. Um, and totally. <laughs> the, the, the thing you always worry about when you go to a really nice golf course is how expensive it's going to be. Because everybody thinks we get free greens fees. Every, we don't. Nobody lets us play for free. We're nobodies. So uh, it's, uh, it's affordable and the course is outstanding. 
It's an and amazing the driving shape. range experience. Oh, second best, to best driving range experience ever. Uh, Bryce Martin, their ego is getting the best of the considering they're asking for benefits of the doubt without earning it this year. Totally agree. Hundo P, dude. You got to earn those the, those things. Lance, there is no salary cap in MLB baseball, but there is a luxury tax. And no, there is no rules in the CBA around deferred payment. None. It's limitless. It's wild to me. It is absolutely wild to me that he, Shohei Otani, scored a $700 million contract eventually. He's deferring $680 million of the $700 million. He, I, and I'm with you. He wants to, he wants a dynasty. He wants to win for a long time, dude. You just picked up the best offensive player of his generation and you did it for $2 million a year. And think about this. Wild. Just, just to put this into perspective, front office sports has the full layout of when he starts seeing that additional money. Mm-hmm. $2 million a year until 2034. 2034 to 2043. <laughs> nine years. Dude. Every year, 68 milli to not play baseball. Where do I sign up? Dude. I could get new golf clubs every year. Dude, every year. Do you under, guys, do you understand? I... I Literally, uh, 68 million, uh, yeah, divided by 365 is $186,000 a day, sir. Bro. That's amazing. What? That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's, that is. Dude, Buddy's playing Pelican Jesus. Hill at night for free at that point. Yeah. Giggity says, Shohei equals show me the money in Japanese. Yeah. Yes, dude. Oh my, dude. Mark, uh, Mark Barnett. They called the same penalty in the Dallas Philly game on Lane Johnson. Um, Patrick drinking that stupid entitlement juice with Brittany and Jackson, dude. I cannot stand those two. I just hate it. Uh, Kirk Myers, Jake. No more pollution in the park. No, no, nah, dude. And we went to Zion too. What was the name of the canyons we went to? Col Colab, 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 Colab Canyon. Yeah, beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. OG Gary, Jaden, Timothy Heisman, Daniels. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's a good guy's win gonna for him. Be, guy's going to be Mr. Injury Report. He's got to gain weight, and he will. Good win for him. V- big win for him. Mike Smith, Sean, big turnaround with the Broncos. Huge. And remember how many people were doubting him. Uh, Greg Hawkins, uh, Shohei could spend 150 k every single day and never run out of money. God, can you imagine that, you guys? I just... What would I even do with $5,000 a day, $15,000 a day, a hundred, oh my God, 150 K a day. God damn. Aaron Wilson, Taj Brooks greater than Ollie Gordon. That's an argument we're going to have at some point. Where's James? Yeah. Where's, where's, where the hell is James? Yeah, where's dude? the mayor of Okie state town? Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Salamini. Otani doesn't need to do day trading. <laughs> Friday trading, dude. <laughs> what would you do if you were making 150k a year? I would do this show. No, I would, I, I, no, oh, fuck no, that. I would, yeah, I'd be dude. out. No, dude, don't done. be, don't be a red ass. See you don't later, be a red ass. Dude. If you want to give me 150k, I will not do this show ever. Come on, dude. I would, I would expand my real estate portfolio, and I would play golf, and I would hot tub with Mrs. Monty. I would go to every corner of the earth. I would play the finest golf courses on the planet. Can, oh my god. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Oh. Garrett uh Greg Hawkins. Can you imagine day trading with several million dollars? Jeez. Dude, the money you would make. 
at Tri-Day Trading if you had that money. God. The Todd Father, we need to call every six-yard DB touch. We need to call every D tackle in the neutral zone. It's not egregious. Guy. <laughs> the, Todd, don't I don't understand this. Like these, I, but dude. I, I'm being serious, Todd. He was so far offside, they couldn't see the football. What did you want them to do? Just ignore it and not call it? They're not going to do that. All he had to do was look, but this is a guy, and this is a lesson for all you little sparkies out there. If you are not detailed, you're not going to look at the official. You're not, And again, you're not going to make your bed. You're not going to take your vitamins. You're not going to eat well, and you're not going to look at the linesman, which goes back to what SEO Boyd Lake said. Our Pop Warner kids are taught the first thing you do is line up, put your foot down, and turn your head left. Look at the official. It, this is not, come on. Not difficult. Uh, Wasikowski from Plymouth, Canton. Yeah. Nice hey, to join hey, the show. Hey, Jaggy. How about Jared Gaff yesterday? Hot <coughs> jerkweed. <coughs> Justin Fields for president. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you go straight to hell. You and Calvin and Barry, you go straight to hell, you bastard. Don't forget Jamal. Jamal Williams, too. Where's Taysom? <laughs> yeah, maybe you should go back to Red Wings talk, dude. Victory Monday on the Monty Show is the Chicago Bears. Kick the crap out of the day, Red Wings. We have breaking news on the Monty Show. Stay hard. The Patrick King curse is real across the state of Michigan. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you, Eric. Okay, Wasikowski's comment. How soon till the next breakup song? Well, when you guys break up with Dan Campbell after you fire his ass for losing to the Bears. You know the worst? You, you should play this. Leave it. You know the worst part about that win yesterday? I'm like, oh, it's fine. We'll still get the, you know, the number one pick because Carolina sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll hurt, you know, our pick because I'm on the 57-man roster for the Bears. Right. Um, you know what we all realize sitting around? Oh, God, Matt Eberflus is going to keep his job. God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> it's a cold, long winter. <laughs> Why, God? <laughs> Please give me Papa Bear Hallis's pile of dung back so I can feed it to Eberflos. Do you guys realize that with that win, he's going to keep his job? Damn it. He is going to Him keep and his job. and Neil Brown are going to have a cup of coffee now. It is going to be easily the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to my sports <laughs> fandom. I mean. So, hey, uh, Matt. Hey, 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 Matty Poo. Um, <clears throat> What is um what is Justin's availability this week? Is he a full go or just like a half go? And here's the other part about beating the hell out of the Lions yesterday. Man, that felt good. Um, Justin running into the right pylon. Let's go, baby. You know the worst part about it was? Now people are like, oh, Justin Fields had a breakout game. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's no coog hunter, but he'll do. No. No, he did. this is not Joe Flacco returning to Cleveland. That's right, T. Using a washcloth as a celebratory item. 
That's not what this is. This is the Bears. Like, all they did yesterday with this win was... Oh, God! We keep digging our grave deeper! We're not six feet under anymore! We're ten feet under! Justin Fields is going to be a career Chicago Bear! Oh, God! I need a spiral fracture today! Help me! Spinal. Back is broken. I broke my back. God, help me. Why is Jaquan Risker so goddamn good? Why does he have to sack the quarterback's ass like that? <laughs> Tyreek Stevenson, you prick. Oh, God, the worst part is Yannick Ngakwe couldn't tackle anybody for two. But then he comes to Chicago and he's a tackling machine, you son of a bitch! He's no Roquan Smith, but he'll do. (laughs) (sighs) Duval! Why, Duval? Send him back to Perman Liar in that bar with his hand up her ass! Good to see you, Wasikowski. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> see what you do, Little Caesar. See Holy what you do. crap, dude. The Patrick Kane curse Damn. is real. Whew. Maury Alvarez, even if the Bears get the number one pick, they're going to trade it. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, we're going to sign Joe Flacco. You and I both know that. He's going to show up with his dress shirt tucked into, like, his Depends because he's about 100 years old. Hey, guys. That's, you know. Joe Parker says, what's up, guys? If you got to ask, you don't want to know. <laughs> How you showed up in this exact moment, I have no idea. Giggity, a member for 11 months. Let's go, Giggity. I appreciate you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Alex Rea, Cal Bear, Calford. Uh, did you guys hear the Big 12 is not? No. I'm not doing it. Shohei Otani going to defer $68 million of a $70 million salary. We're, wow, I hadn't heard that. Is that true? We quite literally just finished talking about that. Uh, let's see. Cal G. Bear. Otani is the new Bobby Bonilla. Indeed he is. Uh, we need a bobblehead of Monty well, uh, praying. Well, well, well. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Welcome to the show, James. We're trying. James is in early on Giving Tuesday, by the way. Well, step your game up for tomorrow, boys. Uh, Wasikowski, first place. Hey, listen, man. You know, all I'm saying is that Jared Goff ain't that guy. It's not that guy, pal. Yeah. You don't always have to be negative. Yeah, he's no Scott Mitchell. No Eric Kramer. I call, man. He's no Rodney Pete Waskin. That was a masterpiece of dog shit. Yeah. Remember Rodney Pete as a, as a Detroit Lion? He's no Eric Kipple with a concussion, thanks to Wilbur Marshall, but he'll do. Who the hell names their kid Wilbur? I don't know. Uh, John DeLon, uh, settle down, Karen. <laughs> trying. <laughs> I'm trying. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins, Otani agreed to defer all but $2 million of his annual salary, 68 of the 70 per until after the completion of the contract. Interesting tidbit from the athletic. Hadn't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trolling now, aren't you? 
Mike Smith, Bears trade with Chiefs so Chiefs can get Manning Jr. That would be, oh. that would be awesome. Uh, Christopher Parker, why not the first 69? Oh! <clears throat> you know I Grow up. Uh, Kirk Myers, Monty, I see static in your hair, man. Move to a low spot now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spangler, few professional franchises have sucked for the entirety of our lives. The Bears and Lions are two of the few. Thank you. Hey, look here, man. We've been bad for a long time, boy. Uh, Rex Grossman didn't do it for you? Oh, man. Flexi, Rexy. John DeLon, wasn't Rodney Pete's wife hot? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jim Choi, Rodney got a hot wife, Holly Robinson. <laughs> Holly Robinson, Pete, hyphen in there. Uh, Spangler, Marvin Harrison would be great. I'd prefer J.C. Latham. Marvin Harrison could play. Remember the Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer? Trade fields and get a couple of studs on defense. Our defense is really good right now. Odex is playing well. We need wide receivers. We, look, we only need a couple. We're like... Oh, God. We're only 37 players away on offense. <laughs> We're like, the, we, the Chicago Bears are like, we are. We are tonight's <laughs> awful team in the draft. You know, you have no talent <laughs> when your two tight ends are the best receivers on the team and they're the fastest and they lift more weight than the offensive line. How is that even possible? Like Cole Komet's a stud. He is. We don't have any offensive linemen. We have no, well, I mean, more, uh, you know, more. Um, I, I heard, uh, I, you know, and, and I don't know if your sources are telling you this, but my sources on the program here have informed me as soon as tomorrow that KT might be on the market. Would you be interested? You know. Don't start. <laughs> DJ Moore and Cole Komet are it offensively. Like you look at and I and who was the leading rusher for the Bears? The Bears. Uh, that'd be Justin Fields yesterday. Oh, like Khalil Herbert, not the same guy, not the same guy. And defensively, this team is stacked. Brisker, I think, had a career game. Edmonds, Montez Sweat's been a great pickup so far. Um, Montez had a sack and five tackles. Like we're getting real production out of the Bears defense. The problem is. There's no offense. There is no offense. Well, and I like how on on get up, I think it was, you know, Orlovsky's like, you know, like, hey, the Cowboys are now using Brandon Cooks the right way. I'm not sure the Bears have a guy, and I'm not sure they know how to do that. I don't know. The Bears don't know which way is the right way. Yeah. So usually they pick the wrong way. Right. Uh oh, gee, Gary. Uh, Jaden, all bias aside, and where the league is going is going to be an NFL Steph Curry. The problem, mm, but it's situational, dude, though, dude. He has got to learn. In all seriousness, Jaden Daniels, great quarterback, won every quarterback award you could win, won the Heisman Trophy Saturday night. But the Heisman Trophy is not going to block for him, right? And he's a guy that's going to wind up on a bad football team. And if you think about like your other comment. The Saints to draft Jaden. Derek Carr has had what three concussions this year? Uh, you think about the hits that Jaden Daniels took at LSU, and you think about the the ferocity of those hits, the power, and the one was highly illegal. There's just no doubt about that. The two biggest hits he took, 
were not illegal, both caused concussions. Uh, and you look at Derek Carr, it's funny you bring him up. He came out today and said that he spent all year playing through multiple rib fractures. So the NFL is no joke, dude. And that's not an excuse for his poor mm. play. If you're going to play, you got to like, you're either healthy or you're not, right? But, but I'm just telling you, man, I, I don't doubt the kid's potential. I, I mean, clearly, like the VR stuff from last week, like the ability to digest a, a, a defense's tape and understand it and use it and leverage it in real world situations on the field. Yeah, I dude. have no doubt about this cat's ability mentally uh, or physically in terms of arm strength or any of that stuff. What I have a concern about is, is he going to come into the league and play the way RG3 did for a cup of coffee? Or is he going to come in here and play the way Dak is figuring out how to play, which is, hey, I got to run for effect, not as a matter of habit. Right, I need to be a pocket passing QB that can rope it down the hash to Brandon Cooks in the end zone and get a touchdown, or are you just going to run all over the field and be the guy that's hurt constantly? Because you can't—you're not a franchise guy if you're always hurt. It's just that simple. Yep, so, I agree. Cyclone Steve, who's been a member of the show for four oh, months, let me go ahead and Cyclone. pull it out for you, dude. Cyclone Steve. Just got my free buckshot. Which should I try first? Well, if you're in the Central Time Zone, I would probably wait for tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm a huge blue Raz fan. Blue Raz is blue Raz or watermelon, dude. Blood Raz is pretty good, but I would say blue Raz and watermelon are the goats. Yeah. I love blue Raz. Uh, make sure you get in the comment section below, uh, or in the comment section in the description below to get yourself some free buckshot, six free buckshots sent right to your front door. Hook it up. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty show. You know, we always try to give you free stuff, and everybody loves the free buckshot. You guys hook it up. There's six of them right here. And it's 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine, so you're not getting chemicals to make your body have a reaction. You guys, the best part about doing anything with Bucked Up, and the reason I've been able to lose so much weight, the reason, like, it's it's unbelievable to me. I came home this morning, and... Uh, I was looking for a quick high, so I looked at myself in the mirror naked. And the thing that I'm realizing is, for the first time since I was probably 25 years old, I can see my the cut between my shoulder and my chest, and I can actually see my pec line. Like, do you know how hard and how long I've worked for that? And it didn't start happening until we went back to the gym. We were using the pre-workout from Bucked Up, their world-renowned pre-workout. Using their 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 six point creatine, I I drink racked BCA every morning. I'm a grape fan. I drink the grape racked BCAs. Um, I'm a huge fan, and I just think when you use a product like Bucked Up, no matter which product you use, elite ingredients to make elite product products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. That's why Bucked Up is the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Uh, I want to get in the Dallas uh, Cowboys Dak Prescott conversation. This was impressive. And I say stunned because it was stunning the level of operation that we saw out of the Dallas Cowboys offense last night against a, a defense that, frankly, I believe is still one of the elite defenses in the NFL. And they had no answer for Dak and the Dallas Cowboys. Frankly, the scoop and score. Uh, on the Dak strip sack was pretty amazing. And that was really the, the the end of it. Dak Prescott, 24 of 39, 271, two touchdowns. Um, I thought it was his absolute signature win of the year. You look at the way that they spread the runs around so that that came out wrong. 
but they spread the runs around so that Tony Pollard could also be really effective for seven catches and 37 yards. And CeeDee Lamb makes me eat my words pretty much every week, wondering if CeeDee Lamb's a number one franchise wide receiver. I think for the last month, he's answered that question. Now, does he have drops? Still, he does. But CeeDee Lamb is turning into that guy that you can count on as a, a touchdown a game guy in your fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Daily Fantasy, I won again yesterday on prize picks, prizepicks.com, because I had CeeDee Lamb for a touchdown. And I thought the play he made with Michael Gallup to get Gallup that receiving touchdown, not even a pick. They wanted to review it, but quickly realized CeeDee Lamb never made contact with the receiver uh, or CD with the defensive back, and he was within a, a yard of the line of scrimmage. CeeDee Lamb operating at a high level so that Michael Gallup can get a get a touchdown. Like I think that we are seeing something happening with the Dallas Cowboys, and it's this emergence. And really, the word that comes to mind is maturity. I feel like this defense has gotten over the, the loss of, of Diggs. I think Stephon Gilmore had his best game as a Dallas Cowboy yesterday. Uh, certainly what we saw out of J. Ron Curse and Deron Bland continued because I thought they had virtuoso performances in that secondary. And again, I, I start looking at guys like Micah Parsons, and I it, like he is an absolute game wrecker. Their defensive scheme is set up for him to run through space, and he did that yesterday. I just thought it was the best performance of the year, and, and it it's not even arguable right now, in my opinion. Dak Prescott's the NFL MVP. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, and you know, the thing that I saw out of that game that led to really just the dominating presence of that Cowboys offense is play calling. And, and play calling that not only puts Dak and company in strong positions to succeed, yep. but play calling that makes sense, right? So when I think about the Dallas Cowboys, Brian Schottenheimer, Mike McCarthy, putting together a plan that, that allows – Dak to be in a position where he's got three seconds to throw the football because if you give Dak three plus he's going to shred you up and and it was so funny that Brandon Cook's play like it's such a simple play it's just a a, 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 an inside post to the goal line now obviously he was a yard short but the the play was highly successful because it's simple ask a guy to do what he does best so whether it's your Tony Pollard example or 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 whoever you want to look at cd lamb certainly like all these guys are now simply being asked to do what they do best and in in the lamb case hey yeah because you're you're uh one of the best players on the team a superstar in the organization we're gonna ask you to do a little bit more but nothing that you can't do at a really high level so that's why i say they were prepared and i'm not going to sit here and and disagree with you that the eagles are tired but i'm definitely not going to sit here and say that that's somehow any type of excuse or caveat for the domination that the Cowboys rolled out. And the other thing I would say is the, the Philadelphia Eagles need to have a conversation about just general ball security, just general ball security, wow. quarterbacks, wide receivers, like Stefan Gilmore deserves a ton of credit. That strip he had is absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal technique and awareness. The, the idea that you're bringing down a wide receiver like that and you have the presence it's of wild. mind to strip that ball the way he did is absolutely incredible. And that's why I say this is not just a player thing in terms of their success. This is Mike McCarthy and company stepping their game up. And I know that sounds crazy, but you don't see this type of, of domination on both sides of the football 
unless the coaching staff has done a better job preparing yeah. the team. So, well, yes, is Lamb a number one? Yeah, right now he's a number one. Is Dak an MVP? Absolutely, positively, no question about it. But here's my ask, Cowboy Nation. Cowboy can, Nation. What what is it? Uh what are we rolling into week 15? I think yeah. it is now. Can you guys believe that? Right? That's nuts. Like, so we're we're rolling into week 15, finishing up week 14 tonight, obviously. The question I have is: hey, can you take this momentum and finish out the season strong? and roll it into the first round of the playoffs, whether these, you have to buy or not. These next two weeks are very telling. You're at Buffalo, and you are at Miami. And we're going to find out who you are as a, as a defense on New Year's Eve because, uh, or I guess that would be the eve of New Year's Eve, the 30th, because you really have a tough road to hoe here. I think it's very difficult. You finish uh, with the Lions and then at the Commanders. Those three games at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home for the Lions, <clears throat> ball busting. Can you be healthy when you get back to Dallas? Because they just don't lose in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Can you be healthy when you get back to Dallas? I think that's a very big question. I think that is a very, very big question. We'll find out. Jeffrey, uh, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, Geoffrey, uh, said, go Army. Yeah, Commander and Chiefs trophy back at West Point. Um, uh, sorry, Harbaugh Academies will always be America's team. Keep on speaking the truth, Monty. Love you guys. Yeah, Army Navy. America's is, team. Army Navy is still one of the best games of the year. And I think when you that commanders and chief that commander and chief trophy, um it means something. And there's so many, there's so many trophies that just don't mean much, right? And I think you look at the Army Navy game every year. I don't think it gets the due that it deserves. I love that it's the only game, but I just wish people would 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 be thrilled about it. I really do. Um, but, you know, there you have it. Let's see. Big Blue Horses. Whoa, comment dump. Raider game. Horribly brutal. Suck, suck, suck. Okay. You don't always have to be negative. I mean, you know, that feel... I mean... What are the... What are... But... How do I say this gently? What do you want the Raiders to do? This is the question. Obviously, the Vikings won <clears throat> 3 nothing. Yeah, that was the entire game. Three. Yeah, nice job, guys. Way to execute. Now, when you're starting, when you're starting Aiden O'Connell and he goes 171 in a pick and you have no offense and Devontae Adams looks lost. I mean, I think you have to clean house. I love the Antonio Pierce story. Got to clean house. You got it. You're starting from scratch. You're going to bring John Gruden back. That's not true. I don't believe what those better fucking execution. But in a weekend where we had Niners Seahawks, where you had Bills Chiefs, you know, Eagles Cowboys, where you had the Bears absolutely dismantling uh, you know, the kitties from Detroit, uh, you know, yeah, screw you, Wasikowski. Ho, I, ho. I, ho, ho. I even think like the Joe Flacco story, great storylines, great games. Jake Browning continues to be an incredible story for the bungles. Um, Joseph Lee Burrow, the three, nothing outcome in that game. Now I understand why our guy who won didn't want to go. He wanted to go. <laughs> that was <clears throat> potentially good. At um, um, just saying, um, yeah, it was a terrible game. Uh, boss frog Parsons was a beast. Absolutely. Totally agree. And I think you look at, 
I think you look at the way the Dallas Cowboys schedule sets up. They've got to find a way to stay healthy. Because if they stay healthy, all bets are off. Dakota Tubbs, my guy. How are you, Dakota? Uh, now the age-old question is, how is Dallas going to cowboy themselves out of the playoffs this year? I think that's HIPAA. I don't think they are. They're, they The thing that is so, and I know it's crazy, but the thing that is so shocking is they are really well coached. They they are, you know, we, we talk about the details, right? And the details are being minded by the Dallas Cowboys. And I think whether it's Mike, you know, McCarthy, I think Brian Schottenheimer's done a fabulous job developing Dak Prescott. Um, it's awfully hard to look past that. I think you look at the other, like you look at the quality control that is happening and, and really quality control is, you know, it, it being on headset in people's ears. Hey, you know, we're second and 19 here. We need, are, are we going to go for it on fourth down? Like you're just coaching the coach to keep that stuff moving. And and you look at Will Harriger for the Cowboys finally getting a shout out yesterday, Scott Tolzien, uh, the quarterback's coach. But you look at this defense and you look at Al Harris and the job he's done. When you lose Trayvon Diggs like that, dude, your your season's over. You look at the the defense without Leighton Van Der Esch. You look at the fact that they lose, um, you know, Arguably, the bet you lose Shaq to Philadelphia and it didn't it didn't impact you. And I think they're getting really good, smart football out of that defense now. And I give Al Harris a lot of credit. Um, I think Dan Quinn for a guy who was left for dead and then came to the Cowboys and has been offered two head coaching jobs and turned it down to stay as a DC there. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I. I think that this team is really well coached. And I think that this is the this could be the year Dak wins the MVP and I think they they could give the Cowboys could give the 49ers all they can handle cuz I still think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Absolutely. And I think that we watched the Seattle Seahawks yesterday absolutely melt down right before our eyes. And I think what that defense is doing and Chase Young looks good to go again. I mean, it is, uh, and maybe, I, look, John DeLon, you're embarrassing future Monty with all this Dak nonsense. You you know he'll blow it like a bridge underpass hooker whose rent is due tomorrow when the playoffs roll around. Bro, bro, dude. <clears throat> okay. Look, that's commitment to your point. Damn. What are you going to say if Dak and the Cowboys beat the 49ers and that game will be in San Francisco? Well, I know you're going to come out and say that you were wrong and you embarrassed future John D. Yeah. Right? That's right. You never do. Fast and Mapes. Dak has a gold miner problem he can't seem to conquer. It's a big one. It's a big one. I would say let's stop talking about Dak in that sense and start talking about Jarrah. That's a big – I mean, the 49ers are phenomenal. And you look around this league, is there a linebacker playing better football than Fred Warner right now? No. You know, you, you look at you look at that defense and you look at what Chase Young's acquisition meant to Fred Warner, and it's very clear that when Debo's healthy and Brandon Ayuk blocking down the field, that the thing about the 49ers that makes them so difficult is they are committed to each other as an offense. And that defense is beyond reproach at this point. But you look at that. And you look at Brandon Ayuk blocking downfield, getting three blocks on one play. 
That's commitment. That's attention to detail. That's what, and with Brock Purdy and, and the job he's done, dude, I, I just think the 49ers are going to be a handful. Check this out while we're talking about the 49ers. So there are now, according to Mike Silver, mm -hmm. during a team meeting leading up to this game between the Seahawks and the Niners, Kyle Shanahan showed multiple clips of DK Metcalf losing his cool and having fits of rage oh, yeah. during the past game and predicted yesterday's events saying, we will get 14 to lose his mind. Shanahan then jokingly said we would get Christmas presents for whoever could get DK Metcalf to lose his mind. And you remember who he lost his mind on. Well, Fred Warner talked about it in the post game. Yes. He, he complimented DK Metcalf and said he's a hell of a player. He's got to learn to keep his composure. They targeted DK Metcalf. There's, there's just no question about it. They hit him early. They hit him late. There's a shot of Fred Warner driving his, his forearm into DK's rib cage. You can see Fred Warner barking at him. Like Fred Warner went after DK Metcalf yesterday and it paid off. It, it absolutely paid off. Phenomenal Hebrew. I totally disagree. Brock Purdy is the NFL MVP. I think the biggest issue with that is, is you look at who Dak Prescott plays for and you, you don't have to like it, but the facts are the facts. You look at how the Cowboys have ascended here. If they can get two of these next three, I, I don't see how he loses it because the postseason doesn't mean anything in the MVP vote. And there's no question in my mind that Brock Purdy, he's having a phenomenal season. He's on track to throw for 5,000 yards and, and 35 touchdowns. Uh, I he, he absolutely is deserving. I thought he couldn't throw a football. Well, apparently he can. <laughs> I, the thing that I worry about for Brock Purdy and for Dak Prescott is what happens when Aaron Rodgers comes back and, Throws for 26,000 yards in one game. I That's how you win the MVP. After you hold Aaron, anybody see Zachy Poo yesterday? Dude, give the guy credit. Yeah, that's Give the guy credit, dude. I, 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 I'm not sitting here saying he's going to do that every week, but power to you, man. And, and, and what happened? And this is what we've been talking about with the Bears and Justin Fields. Cut the guy loose. Let him play the way he wants to play. And good things will happen. I think what he had three touchdowns, no turnovers, three hundred yards. Like, dude, great game, hell of a game. Let the guy play the way he knows how to play the game. Justin Fields. The difference between Dak and Justin Fields. Justin Fields has a terrible play caller. And you look at Dak Prescott right now. He's got two of the better offensive minds in football working on his side. You look at Brock Purdy. He's got arguably the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yes, as his head coach. Like you, the guys that are winning at the quarterback position are winning because they're surrounded with really good coaching. I, I look at, at Tua in Miami. You can look at, I mean, just look at the leadership in Houston with CJ Stroud. I, I mean, it's not hard to figure out why the Bears struggle. It's not hard to figure out why the worst teams in this league struggle because they don't, they don't handle offense well. Uh, Joe Parker says these guys are a joke. Okay, Joe. What? What? Oh, I'm I'm here. For Please it. tell us why. Boyd Lake Puka Nakua with the Rams single season receiving uh, record. That kid's a Dude, stud. Can I just say how awesome it was to watch him catch that fall that ball without any gloves on and a bunch of tape on his fingers? Is there anything better than watching guys run really a human being run really fast? Probably not. No. I, I I I love watching Puka run that. But that his body folds in half when he hits the ground and he doesn't drop it. 
Uh, just a phenomenal play. Phenomenal. Um, let's see. Aaron Wilson says, salty drunk is in my DMs calling me a rat. Is what it is, right? Uh, Boston Mapes. Christopher, so why didn't Jimmy G or Trey Lance do what Purdue done? Well, I don't know what Purdue and the Boilermakers have to do with it, but, uh, you know. Uh, I think Brock Purdy's a phenomenal quarterback. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy has a better understanding of what the defense is trying to do to him. Trey Lance, the game was too fast for him. Uh, and Jimmy G has been a pinnacle of mediocrity his entire career. Yep. Boss Frog, Mon uh, Mike, I suspect Cows Niners would be different outcome if they played now. Where are they going to play the game? That's the single question that I need to know. Go play that game in in in... I would not Sam Santa Clara and not San Francisco, but Levi Stadium. You're not going to Levi Stadium and winning, but can you go to Tarrant County and win against the Cowboys? Not not right now. That might really. be the best home field advantage in the NFL. Do you know how fast they are at 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 and T Stadium? I mean that that is that's one of the things that really stood out to me yesterday. Just how goddamn fast the Cowboys are. By the way, can we talk about the Cowboys kicking game real quick? Dude has an absolute leg, my guy. I, I mean, you're talking about somebody who was in the MLS three years ago. Now is an, is an NFL kicker for the most popular, most valuable franchise in the wow. league and knocking down 60 yarders like it's nobody's business. And I, I think the biggest point here on the Cowboys, they're going to have to win on the road because, again, don't. Don't fall into the trap of where we are now. It's, it's, you guys, it, it's December 11th. They're not going to win the division. The Eagles will win the NFC East because, frankly, their schedule is just it's set up that way. The Cowboys have a very difficult three out of four to finish the season. And let's figure out who the commanders are because I think only one of those games is in, is, is in Dallas and that's Detroit. The Eagles are winning this division. Mm hmm. Unless the Eagles fall apart somehow or whatever. Yeah, well, I don't think they've looked real. I mean, not even just the Cowboy game. No, it's attrition. It's attrition. There's yeah. there's just no question about there's a lot of – they've played a lot of leverage football games. Yes. And that always catches up to you. And I think that you, what you're watching the 49ers do now, I think that this is a situation where the 49ers have – have managed the health of their best players. And if you can keep Bosa and Young healthy and Fred Warner healthy and Brocktober healthy, and if you, I think Brandon Ayuk is a vastly underrated contributor to that team. And I know everybody wants to talk about Debo, but you, you're getting Kittle back into form. But Brandon Ayuk's blocking, I, I don't mean to be redundant. It was so impressive yesterday. Yes. It was just so impressive. You know, it, 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 the, the don't get it twisted. The Eagles will win this division. The Cowboys, if they do not win, it will because they will lose on the road. That's how it all sets up now. I can't. The the flipping 49ers are just too good, you guys. Mm -hmm. They're not going to falter here. They're experienced. They're confident. And that defense, I mean, they're hung like steers. Like they're I'm just sorry, coming you for just you. Did you just say they're hung like steers? Yes, I did. I, I mean, do you want Bosa or Chase Young? To, to kill you because you're not going to live through that. So you just go ahead and pick the guy that's going to crack your ribs. Right. And if the, and if you happen to get away from them and you step up in the pocket, Fred Warner is coming for your, your hip joint. Right. Like that defense is as good as it gets in this league. And I, it, I can't remember who said that Brock Purdy's the MVP. He absolutely has earned that. 
He's in that discussion. But again, has there been a more impressive performance than the last, I don't know what, let's call it six weeks for, for Dak? And you look at the fact he's got better or on par numbers, at least with Brock Purdy, 28 and six for Dak is no small achievement. Mm -hmm. He went from a year where dudes couldn't catch footballs and were, and I know we argued massively. We had riots over this last year on this show. Right. How many times last year did Dak Prescott put it on somebody's frame and it hit them and then got intercepted? Right. That's not happening this year. And again, I'm happy to say I was dead wrong about, about CD lamb. Because now he's catching the football. And the catch he made yesterday with his with his hands was pretty damn impressive. And Michael Gallup isn't getting hit in the face with a football and it's getting picked off on the deflection, which happened, I think, twice last year. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this team is legitimate. No, that's Patty Mahomes this year. Well, Kadarius Tonied. Uh, I look at the Giant win. Okay, throw it out. But look at the, the 299 against Seattle. Good defense. 271 against... Philadelphia. Phenomenal. He hasn't thrown an interception in a month. You guys. Yeah. He, I just, he, 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 the one game that stands out to you is the 49er game and they got that ass kicked. Got, they got that ass beat. That's a game that stands out to you. I want to see, I think we deserve 49ers Cowboys in, in the playoffs. We, we deserve it. Championship game. We deserve it. Boston Mapes, step up in the pocket and find Armstead, Hargrave, Gregory, and Greenland. Well, Dre Greenlaw's got to control himself because he was at it again yesterday. Um, Dre is a guy in prison that you're waiting to shank, that's waiting to shank you. Okay. 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 Phenomenal Hebrew. Purdy uh, is the MVP. Stop with all the fraudulent cowboy talk. I'll, I'll either be proven wrong or proven a fraud. Well, I know that, uh, you know, when you said Texas is back, they never came back, right? You know, you've been wrong constantly, so, you know. I mean, Texas isn't back. Kalani's not the guy. Um, <laughs> you know, Oregon State and Washington State. You know, Go to the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, they're going to the Big 12, dude. 600 million each. Yeah, dude. Yeah, next question. Yeah. Don't, don't encourage people. Uh, Clubber Lang, your show is awesome. I catch it all the time. Thank you. Thank you, Clubber. Uh, Bazden Mapes, still think Hill from Miami has been amazing. Dude. I, I just, what would you give just to run that fast for one year? The CAC. <laughs> no, I'm not giving, no. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'll stay, I'll stay old and slow. Oh, I'm not giving it up. Oh, bro. I am not giving it up. <laughs> I am not. It's, it, it, no. Uh, Katie Raider, I think I saw Ollie in some new copy pros commercials. Nice. Ollie Gordon's earned it. Taj Brooks is back at Tech, which I think is huge for Joey. Huge for Joey. 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 Uh, Gumby Fresh Out, Whataburger greater than the Big 12. Well, my wife, bullshit. My wife agreed that Whataburger is good. No. Now, now <laughs> not to get way off the, the track, because we got to talk about how bad the Jazz are. Um, We went to Jack in St. George, Utah. No. I was disappointed. Oh my God, dude. I said, Ow. I said privately to Mrs. Monty because I didn't want Jake to hear the taco was the best part of that meal. Dude. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I, Who the hell are you anymore, man? I don't, you know what? The funny thing is, I had a Jack Ultimate Cheeseburger. It was good. 
Five guys is better. Well, yeah, dude. Five guys is better. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We can't be comparing Jack in the Box to five guys. The, the, the five flip guys I can't. burger is always going to be better because it's a fast casual. Okay. It's 15 minutes to make that thing, or it's you got like five minutes. Now, I would also say, I would also say, man, we need to stop with crappy fast food workers. Will you please pay them so they will put the requisite amount of uh, pepper on my ultimate cheeseburger at Jack no. in the Box? Because there was no pepper on it. Pepper. Which, which it, to me, I took it personally. They said, hey, fat ass, you don't need the pepper. But th that to me is, you know. Um, giggity bro, cookout is mid at best. What is cookout? Welcome to the nightmare. Cookout is where it's at. Uh, Mapes went to Jack in the Box for the first time and thought it was mid. Sorry, my guys. Dude, I'm you're, telling okay. you, you're dude. We bro. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theAdvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. We'll get back to it. Uh, the best injury attorneys in the business. Hook it up online. I'm telling you, you get hurt at work today. Did you get in a car accident, you guys? If you're asking yourself if you need an attorney, the answer is yes, you do. Jake, do the Utah Jazz need to make trades, and do you think they will? Yeah, the, the Jazz are are this team that are are sitting here, you know, having taken a step back this year, and and, and I think a lot of people were very much surprised by by where this team has has gone. Like last year. This team overachieved. This team, you know, was 35 wins. And, oh, my God, Danny the Creator, Danny Almighty, and Danny We Believe. And and I'm not doubting Danny Ainge's ability to, you know, to do this job. But what's so frustrating right now is that, you know, last year we didn't talk about, hey, the Jazz lost by 50. Or the Jazz were embarrassing. Or... Hey, dude, like, why on one night is it, hey, Lori's out, Kessler's out, JC's out, and then the next night they're all back? Well, we didn't do that last year. Last year felt like, hey, you didn't have a great roster, but you tried to win every single game possible. And this year, and this is just my personal opinion, don't know what you guys think, but this year it much more feels like, you know, we're throttling minutes because we want to, be active at the deadline. We we want to make some moves. We want to, you know, basically offer everybody, including Laurie Markinen, including JC, including, you know, all the names you know and love so that we can try and improve this roster. And I have to say, it's not all that fun of an experience. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, that they want to lose more games than they have to. I'm, I'm not saying that about Ryan. I'm not saying that about Danny. But what I am saying is that the the water or the path has definitely been diluted on this rebuild, meaning that last year you won a bunch of games that you weren't supposed to win, you overachieved, and then this year you've just taken this huge step back. And that's what I think nobody saw coming. Then, on top of that, you've got all these rumors swirling around in the media in Salt Lake about how Ryan Smith wants to move the team south and wants to be a point in the mountain with all the Silicon Slope buddies. And, you know, the Trib is putting out these scathing articles. So I just think the Jazz are in this position where where it doesn't feel as, like, happy-go-lucky. It's not as, is is you know, warm and fuzzy as it was last year. 
in jazz fans are being a little bit impatient with this process right now, to which I say, hey, you need to deal with it, right? If you want to rebuild and you want to move on from Rudy and Donovan, which was a combination that was never going to even sniff a championship together, you want to move on from that and get younger and rebuild, you're going to have to take some some pretty crappy seasons to do that. And I think that's what this is. Yeah, I think this is that, but I also think the Jazz are open for business. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the Jazz are are trying to deal. And, and, you know, we were told directly this morning that the Jazz would trade anybody, and that includes Walker Kessler. And I think that's a very big ask. Now, are they trying to trade him? They're not. But I think if you give the Jazz the right package, I, I don't know that there's anybody they wouldn't trade, and that includes Keontae George and the Waterboy. Like, I think if you give the Jazz the right package of assets, they're going to deal. I don't think there's any doubt Jordan Clarkson and Laurie Markkinen are on the market. I don't think there's any doubt that Kelly Olynyk is on the on the market. I think one of the main issues is that they missed the window on Jordan Clarkson. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and. I think right now they're they're from what I've been told by NBA sources, there's not a great market for Jordan Clarkson, and I think his lackadaisical play this year is going to infect his his trade value. There's no doubt about that. And I think when you're Jordan Clarkson, you you have a very short window in time here to win a championship, and this trade deadline has to be when you do that. I think that market will emerge for Jordan in in late January. But I think you could trade Laurie Markkinen today. I think you could probably make a deal uh, for some of your bigger guys today. It's a matter of what you ask in return because I don't know that Laurie Markkinen brings a first-round pick. I asked that question directly to several NBA guys that I talked to, and the answer was, I don't think so. And I would agree with that. I don't think Laurie Markkinen on his own brings you a first-round pick. Now, is Laurie part of a larger trade that lands you a better young player? that allows you to build forward? Sure, I think that's absolutely doable. But I think much to Jake's point about, hey, where's this team going to play ball? It's a huge mistake that the Tribune is the one that broke that story. Because the Tribune, whether it's a hit piece or not, the facts are the facts. The Tribune has the Utah Jazz looking for a plot of land um, at the point of the mountain. And I think that's problematic for Ryan Smith because I think it makes people question him a little bit. And the next time somebody says, is this just one of Ryan Smith's new toys? I I think that I would have to answer, yeah, I'm not sure how serious he is about winning. And I truly am not at this point. You have mismanaged Jordan Clarkson. There's just no other way about that. It was a mistake. And people close to Clarkson told me let, over the summer that he was going to opt out. And I think the 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 rumblings were that he opted into his contract with a promise that they would move him to a contender at the trade deadline. And I think that's what's going to happen. The problem is now the market's turned on Jordan Clarkson. I don't know that there's a huge market for him at the deadline. We're going to find out. And I, again, I want to make it clear, I do believe a market will emerge for Jordan Clarkson coming at the deadline. But I think that they are going to be, for a second year in a row, you are going to have heartbreak in Jazzland because I think you are going to wind up trading your bigger stars here, and that includes Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 frustrating right now for anybody observing the Jazz, you know, to to sit here and be like, "Hey, well, Jordan Clarkson's our guy. Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, be damned, has been the face of the franchise since Don and Rudy left. I mean, Jordan is seriously the last person involved with that." success of Utah jazz basketball. I mean, that's the last time like Jordan Clarkson's that last remaining tie. And I think, you know, it, 
it's frustrating that we have to sit here and be like, hey, well, you know, Tribune or not, it's being reported that Ryan is looking at that. Well, why would you be looking at that, dude? The Jazz That's have right. always been downtown, and I don't care if you think that people from Draper would drive up to Salt Lake City to watch the game. That's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the point. And yes, I do believe they do all the freaking time, but that's not the point, man. The point is, is that whether it's whether it's bad jersey rollouts, whether it's moving the team to Draper, whether that actually happens or not, I have no idea. But I'm just saying, perception's reality, dude. Whether it's jerseys, moving the building, not winning games, people thinking that this is just another one of your toys, that's the problem right now, dude. And 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 for those of you who live in Salt Lake, you'll remember, and we don't need to get into specifics, but you'll remember the Trib also had stories about how you were ignoring the homeless encampment outside of your building during the All-Star game. We all remember the Travis Scott stories, whether they came out positive or not in the end, doesn't really matter, right? Because my point is, Perception versus reality. Perception hasn't exactly gone their way. So I'm not sitting here saying that Ryan Smith or the Jazz front office are running this team into the ground. Yeah. What I am saying is it's time to get a move on, man. It's time to 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 definitively put a stake in the ground and understand the direction of this rebuild because I'm the guy that's sitting here saying, why the hell is Jordan Clarkson playing when Keontae George should be getting plenty of minutes Every night. Why am I not seeing more Taylor Hendricks? Well, like, why is, and I understand it's sensible is not refined. Totally get it. But he needs to start seeing some NBA time, even if that's 10 minutes a night. I'd like to see Ochai Agbashi in different positions, different leverage. Precisely. You know, like you need, and again, I think that Will Hardy's been very honest that he's part of the problem. But he's learning on the job in year number two. Like, I think you expected some of this. That was a masterpiece of dog shit. What you didn't expect was the the blocks of missed time from your veterans who apparently are just taking rest games. That's another thing that I think is, is, a, is not a great look right now. You know, why is it that one night all these guys are out? Like tonight, perfect example. Tony Jones of The Athletic covers the Jazz. Excellent reporter. Give him a follow. John Collins is out for the Utah Jazz tonight with an illness. That leaves the Jazz without Collins, Markinen, or Walker Kessler against Oklahoma City, who I don't know if you guys know this or not, is a very long team. So let me guess, we're on tap for another 25-point-plus loss. You're not trying to win. That's my point, dude. You're not trying to win. Don't, don't tell me. Don't convince me that you're trying to win. This went from, and this is the part that that I guess for me, I'm a little bit salty about, admittedly. Last no pun year, intended. Yeah, no pun intended. Last year, I truly felt like, hey, you were coaching to win every single game, even though the roster was not good. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing everything I can do to win ball games, and what do you know? You won some games you shouldn't have won, which apparently, based on how this season is going, was not appreciated last year because this season we're sitting guys. We're not playing guys a ton of minutes. Yeah. We're overplaying Jordan Clarkson, which, by the way, as you just said five minutes ago, is having negative returns for you because he has not been good. He has not been the same guy. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like, like I just, the Utah Jazz need direction. That's what I feel like is truly the problem here. It's okay to be losing. It's fine. It's fine. You're still selling the building out. Jersey sales are fine. Everything's fine. It's okay to be losing. 
but you can't lose and lose so bad no. that it feels like you're just lost at sea. And that's where this organization's at right now. And it, it feels like that. It feels like you're in a situation and, you know, I'm trying to do my prize picks, prizepicks.com, uh, and I can't find Chet. And I can't find OKC, and it's, it, is, it is baffling to me right now. But that's fine. I'll just suffer in silence. Uh, it's baffling to me that the Jazz have taken the passive-aggressive course they've taken. And we'll see what we'll see exactly what it looks like with stadium stuff. I have a hard time believing Ryan Smith is going to leave behind his millions of dollars in infrastructure advancements he put in for the All Star Game. I, I just don't see the Delta Center and Delta Airlines buying in just to have you move out of like that doesn't make a lot of sense for right. Me. So I think it's it's one of these situations where you just have to you have to be patient. You have to be very patient. And why is Oklahoma City off the board in prize picks right now? Like, this is wild. Again, how many times is this going to happen to me? Do you see Chad in your prize no, picks? Why are they off the board, dude? I don't know why. They're playing the Utah Jazz. You think that's why they're yes. off the board? Yes. God, dog, that's so frustrating. Big nights. Again, uh, it, <laughs> and this has nothing to do with the Jazz, obviously. Mm -hmm. But... It, for for something like prize picks, yeah, you're not going to have OKC on the board when they're playing the Jazz because you know it's super unpredictable how the game's going to go. But dude, I'm on a heater. I you am on, on a heater. heater, dude. I am on a heater. They're up for rebounds. Chet Holmgren eight and a half rebounds. Yeah, I and would he's take hit. That. He's hit that only once in his last five games. Yeah, but you're again no Walker Kessler, no Lori. I don't know. I, I'm not talking to you in anything tonight, dude. It's your call. I'm on a heater on prize picks, you guys. And if you're not playing prize picks, what are you doing? Prize picks, prizepicks.com. Use the link in the description below. Bang the promo code Monty to get uh, 100% deposit matching at prizepicks.com. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think that you, oh, man. I need, I need OKC. I need Chet Holmgren and rebounds is tough. I I don't know that I can do that. Eight? What do you think? Eight and a half rebounds. You would take that against the Jazz. I think it's it's more comfortable because you know they don't have anybody to rebound. There it is. They added OKC right now. There you go. Now finally it popped up. Twenty eight oh, and a that's, half. That's why because reporting on injuries just came out for the Jazz game. That's why. That's why. Chet Holmgren twenty eight and a half points, rebounds, assists. Yes. Yeah, that's that should be comfortable. That should yeah. be fine. That should be more than fine. That yeah. should be fine. Yeah. So we'll take that. Now, what do you think of assists from Shy Gilgeors Alexander? Shay Gilgis Alexander. Six and a half assists. And he's a guy who Yeah, I would take that because because in a game like this. Damn it. But what's his point number? Look, is he under points? Any chance he's available under points? Oh, he is. Yeah. It's uh fifty six, I think. <laughs> Um, it's not 56. Uh, shy, shay, Gilgis. 31 and a half. Is it 31 and a half? Chet's only 17 and a yeah, half. Yeah, see, I, I think you're more reliable on points for SGA because typically. Stop. Well, but look at his games, dude. How many minutes is he going to play? Bro. He's not going to play a lot of minutes. Okay. He's not going to play. You really think he's going to play enough minutes to get that? This has rest game written all over it. I you know what you know what I think it has hmm. taking the under on Giddy. Giddy is Giddy is twelve and a half points. Yeah, 
You would take the under on that? Look at his four out of five, dude. Oh, I'm going to take the over on Giddy. Okay. I'm taking the over on Giddy. Just for the record, I told you to take the under. Maybe I'm wrong. You shut your mouth. NFL, here's where we got to go, boys. NFL, Tua tagged by hey, your mama. Tua. 286 and a half passing yards. Uh, Jordan Love, 230 against the Giants. Tommy DeVito, 177 <laughs> against the Packers. And Will Davis with the hot used-to-be girlfriend he broke up with, 211 yards. Which one you feel better about? Mm. Not Miami. Not what Lab- I'm. I think you got to take go Tua, dude. Tua. Two eighty six is a big. Tua or Jordan though. Love. Tua or Jordan Love. Jordan That's the Love. one. I think Jordan Love. Yeah, look at Jordan Love's consistency. That's not. That's not anything made up, dude. This guy's consistently over two hundred thirty yards. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Go I'm going to attack about your mama. More than 286 and a half. Josh Giddy, more than uh, 12 and a half. Chet Holmgren, more than 28 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Mm. $5,000 flex play. Yeah. That's a lie. Uh, we're in, boys. We're in. I'm that's, going in. That's the entry tonight. Prize picks. What do you guys think? It's a $20 flex play because this is an odd night. You guys think I'm winning or losing? And all you mongrels are going to be like, oh, you're losing, Chubbs. Who knew the Giants kicker isn't available in prize picks? Yeah, seriously. Punts? You love taking punts in prize picks. Yeah. There are my picks right there, boys. Chet Holmgren, more than 28 and a half. Giddy, more than 12 and a half. Tua Tagovai Jamama, 287 yards or more. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. What do you guys think? Am I winning or am I losing? So, on that? so far, I've got Christian Braun with Denver to have one turnover. Ugh. Boston. Oh, God. Giddy is only good for under 16. Okay. Right on cue. Right on cue. Right on cue. My gambling season is over February 11th. Wow. Okay. OG Gary. Giddy definitely loves the unders. You guys are a bunch Dude, of sickos. You guys are savages, bro. Absolute you guys are sickos. Savages. Come on. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Robert Fowler, Monty, I'm, I'm bummed. Price picks isn't legal in Iowa. Oh, sorry to hear that, dude. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that sucks. Kurt Meyer says you're a loser. Thanks, Kurt. Man, really? Appreciate Goodness, that. That's really awesome, dude. I think I'm winning tonight on prize picks. I think I'm, I'm winning taking tonight. Jordan Love for more than one and a half passing touchdowns. <laughs> And uh, let's see. I need one more. I think you got to go. I think you got to go What's with Giddy. Specials. Go with Giddy over, man. I'm telling you, take the over on Giddy more. Take the more on Giddy. You will thank me. What do I get if this is wrong? Uh, slap I in the face. I explicitly said not to do this. Okay. How about I, how how about this? How about I buy you a steak dinner at uh, at uh, Mastro's Ocean Club in Vegas? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'm going more. I'll go more. He's, so Christian that's Braun, part of his birthday Christian, gift. Christian Braun, one turnover. Okay. Jordan Love to have two passing touchdowns, and Josh Giddy more than twelve and a half. You're welcome. Flex what do I play. get? What do I get? Nothing. I told you so. <laughs> you get to say you told me so. Yeah. I mean, I know how much you like to do that. So. Uh, Kurt Myers, Jake may have a shot. Salamini. Speaking of losers, Lakers to hang an NBA Cup banner. 
Yeah. But I oh. think why wouldn't you? Uh little live news. Oh shit. Mr. Finau has put an end to the live rumors. He is staying on the tour. Really? Yes. Wow. Tony Finau on Instagram posted about, let's see, about an hour Stop. ago. The 2023, this is off Finau's Instagram. The 2023 season is in the books. It was a special and incredible season highlighted with a win at the Mexico Open. It was my sixth win on the tour. Another highlight was reaching the tour championship for the seventh year in a row. As this year comes to an end, I'm grateful to play the game that I love and have the opportunity to compete at the highest level. I'm excited for 2024 and looking forward to playing my 10th season on the PGA Tour and stoked to be defending in both Mexico and Houston. Wow. Thank you to my partners for your continued support. Thank you to the fans for all the love for our whole Finau fam. See y'all in Maui. Wow. Hashtag, and this is the finish of the post, hashtag I'm not leaving. Wow. So definitive. Definitive. Uh, if you guys don't know this story, let me explain. Do some explaining. Let me don't explain you. this. Um, Tony Fino is a phenomenal human being. He's got like 37 kids. Um, he's got a huge family. And Fino has been... One of the hottest golfers, I think, in the world. I, I don't even think there's any doubt about that as a brand. So last week you heard Tony Finau reference with Live Golf because John Rahm, who he's very close to Tony Finau, signed that massive deal at Live Golf. And Tony was being recruited by John Rahm to join his new team because Live Golf gave John Rahm his own team. And Tony Finau, it was supposedly Tony Finau, it was a done deal. Well, apparently not. Because Tony Finau says he is not going to live golf. And there are rumors that he would have gotten up front $150 million cash to go. Mm -hmm. And Tony Finau said, no, I'm staying on the PGA Tour. Good for you, dude. And I think, and I don't know what you guys think of this, I think that Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods are closing ranks. And they are saying to current players on the tour, if you go, you're dead to us. Just know that. And Rory McIlroy made an impassioned speech about John Rahm, who's a very close friend of his, and a Ryder Cup teammate. And I think that these PGA guys with real power are saying, hey, if you go, you're dead. It's over. You're not coming back. And I think guys like Tony Finau have a conscience. And I think this is a huge move out of Finau. This is a huge move out of Finau. Yes. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Tony, you only live once, L-I-V. See what he did there. Yeah. You know. Uh, The Todd Father, it's weird. Prize picks doesn't work in Iowa. Everything else does. I don't understand why not. That is weird. Uh, Woodworth, Liv offered me $25 to play for them. Yeah, I turned it down too. You know, they saw me draw a seven iron down at Copper Rock in Hurricane, Utah. Southern, by the way, Southern Utah Golf, amazing. Mm -hmm. Copper Rock Golf Club. Did not pay us to go there, nothing. We paid our way, everything. On their 14th hole? I think it was 14, yeah. I had a 305-yard drive. It was a bomb. I took a seven iron 
uh, with 189 yards left, I think it was. I had been hitting short all day, took a seven iron, and I hit that seven iron 200 yards on a draw. I'm, I finally learned to draw the golf ball off the iron. And it was a bomb, and it was beautiful. It was over the green. I hit a baby flop shot that, unfortunately, I didn't hit far enough. It hit a hill and shot to the, the other side of the green, but it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So would love to get your guys' thoughts on uh, Tony Finau not going to live, live golf. Uh, Lance Johnson would love uh, what would Monty what would Monty give to just run for 10 seconds? What do you mean I can run? Why, why, why wouldn't I be able to run? What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, blue, big blue horses for $2. Monty, remember Jazz Year 79.83? We've purged them from your memory. Patience, true. Absolutely. Joe Parker gives us a 99 cent uh, sticker. Hmm. Interesting that it's Australian dollars. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting, Joe Salty Drunk. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think this live golf thing's a big deal. I think this live golf thing is a very big deal. Absolutely. Um, James, can I pull off a George Santo and pretend that I am a pro golfer so I can join live golf? I'll play in the sand for $100 million, dude. You're not even kidding. If you join live, can you defer the payments? Exactly, Shohei. Exactly. James, I live in Texas. I have no state income tax, but you, you have so many other fees to compensate for that though. How about them toll roads? Uh, live will be a global tour. PGA tour. Don't uh, need to worry. PGA tour will be domestic American tour and will be just fine. I think it will be, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. Katie Rader says Taj Brooks is waving. Hello at Monty. Hello, Taj. Hey, Monty. I'm so happy he's going back to tech. Um, Gumby, I wish I could run. I understand. I understand. Uh, half the live tourneys are outside the U.S. Live is going to every other continent. They are. And I think it's going to be very difficult for them to continue to get. I think one of the other things that's an issue is North American television. And they're not getting world golf ranking points. And so there's some of that, too. So. Right. We'll see. Wilberth, I only run from the cops. OG Gary, Tony wins a few easy majors, then leaves for live. Uh, nah, I don't Tony's, think so. Tony, the difference with Tone is that is that he has a really strong reputation on tour. He does. He's very liked. He does. Everybody is a Tony Finau guy, including Ryan Smith. And I think that that, you know, leaving for live. It just burns all your bridges, dude. And and I and I agree with you, dude. Tony Finau is so mm. liked. And and the other thing is, and look, I understand. I'm not sitting here suggesting that, hey, if you're making, I don't know what Tony made last year on tour, you know, whatever. Let's call it ten million dollars more, whatever it is. I understand that's not, you know, four hundred million dollars up front. I get it, dude. I understand it. But I think we need to put something into perspective here. These guys are getting paid to golf, right? Like you're able, your your family doesn't have to worry about money again on the tour. All you got to do, and I hope people understand this, all you got to do is make the cut to get paid. That's now, it. Now, finishing top 10 is obviously going to pay you more than finishing top 30, but all you got to do is make it to the weekend and you're good to go. Tony Finau 
last year made 5.8 million. 22, he made 6.1. 21, he made 5.7. So he's turning down a lot of money, man. That is a lot of money he for is. him. But at and the same time, at the same time, he's not struggling for money. No, he's not. No, he's not. And I think you look at a guy like John Rahm, John Rahm made 16.5 million. He doubled his income upfront in cash. I don't blame him. I get it. I absolutely get it. And if I'm somebody like Scotty Scheffler, who has made $67.5 million, 27 last year, 29 the year before, are you going to live golf? They've offered him. Do you understand they've offered they've offered uh, Scotty Scheffler half a billion dollars to go play at live golf. He said, no, uh, there is something I'm telling you, there's something more than everybody's got a price tag. Yes. And I hear that all the time. Everybody's got a number. Hmm. I don't think everybody's got a number. Uh, let's see. Jojo players were getting paid big appearance fees to go play in tourneys over there before live came along. They were, and, but it wasn't enough. And the guilt trip was too much. In my opinion, OG Gary, Justin, and Tiger will also join. They all have price tags. Everyone does. I nah. Tiger Woods will never play for Live Golf, not in its current incarnation. If there is a merger and the players are in control of the the negotiations now, and they are they are negotiating with um, the PIF and that whole thing, and I think what we saw in the FedEx Cup and the you know the signature events from last year, they're making more money. You know, it's just going to be a matter of. Yeah, it's just negotiation, man. It's just figuring it out. Katie Raider, Taj Brooks, I heard, is asking for Monty and Clan to be his guest in Lubbock next year. He should call me. I will be there. Let's go. You know, uh, Robert Fowler, hey, I guess if the Hawkeyes athletic department doesn't care if gambling is legal, then why should I? I'm 100% in agreement with that. <laughs> Phoenix Master, Live Golf Tucson back in March was a lot of fun to be at. I've heard that. I've heard they had a great event there. But you're in Tucson. Why were you not in Scottsdale? Oh, because the PGA Tour has the Waste Management Phoenix Open there. And, yeah, like... That's the thing that's going to be tough. Is Live Golf ever going to have a tournament at a place? And you'd never be at Augusta, but Pebble, Pebble, Tory. Yeah, I have a problem seeing that. Where you have the U.S. Open, St. Andrews, have a problem seeing that. You know, like I, I just, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's a really interesting conversation. It Yes. I'm excited to talk about buying cars. We're talking about that yet? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, rule one in gambling. Don't bet on the sports you play. Bet on the sports you officiate. I mean, who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that? Um, can we talk about buying a car? I don't know if my wife is listening to this. It's probably not a good idea. Um, <clears throat> my wife wants to buy a particular electric vehicle of a particular brand of a particular dealership of which I called that dealership today bounced around. Nobody ultimately picked up the phone, bounced hey around sales guy picks up the phone. Hey man, uh, I see you have this deal, uh, 0%, 72 months. Tell me about that. Ah, uh, well, he, he, the first guy I talked to at a, at a dealership on this particular nameplate. Yeah, that deals from the manufacturer. We would um, never do that because, you know, we're not going to sell a car and lose money. 
but it, you know, it was emailed to us. It's a deal. I mean, it, you have to abide by it. Well, yeah, I mean, we technically we don't. Uh, all right, thanks. Same nameplate, called a different dealership. Bounced around, couldn't get anybody on the phone. Bounced around, couldn't get anybody on the phone. Hey, can you I know. talk to a sales manager, please? What do you know? A salesperson picked up the phone. Said, hey, this guy's in a sales meeting. Uh, what can I help you with? Well, hey, man, uh, you know, I got a, um, an offer in the email um, on this particular electric vehicle, uh, 0%, 72 months, OAC, uh, unapproved credit. You know, oh, that car's not good. You don't want that. You, that car's not good. Have you driven this? Have you ever, have you seen? <laughs> the guy straight up says to me, no, that car's not good. Have you seen this one? And I said to the guy, if I wanted that one, I would have called and asked about that one. He straight up said to me, oh, you don't want that car. That That's not a good unit. Because it's garbage. What do you mean? That it what sales guy says to someone who inbound called you, no, nah, you don't want that. You don't want to buy that. You don't want to buy that car. Who the hell says that? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted in a market where you're struggling to buy cars that you would ever say that. And there is no OAC like I have OAC. Like I, I, I have great credit. I'm ideal plus like, and you're telling me to buy this other car that I would remind you is $20,000 cheaper than the EV I called you about. <laughs> you don't want that one. That car's not good. Um, I get off the phone with that guy. Call, hey, can I talk to a sales manager? They're all in a meeting. Hey, can I talk to the GM? He's in a meeting. Hey, you know, let me just take your number, sir. He'll call you right back. That was five hours ago. Think he's called me back? <laughs> no, he hasn't called me back. You know. Has not called me back. Uh, Jim Choi, EV car batteries life cut to more than half in cold weather. Not true. Done a ton of research on it. I was in the camp of, hey, EVs are bad. The batteries that turns out they're recycling a ton of product, the lithium, all that stuff, the aluminum, like. Cold weather batteries, not the case. EV batteries don't die in cold weather. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Chevy making a car and truck that runs on farts. Fart drop, please. Nah. Nope. Nope. Got to <laughs> do better. Got to do better. What? Uh, OG Gary, the Audi EV is nice. I love it. The e-tron, I love it. Mrs. Monty wants this particular one, which I totally understand. Hey, man, the Audi end of year of sales event, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. What, what drew her to this? I know we can't, we're not going to say. Oh, there's no, there's no question what drew her to this manufacturer. They have a 0% for 72 month offer. Okay. So it's simply just the financing. Terms yeah. The offer. My wife currently drives a beautifully built. I built it and designed it. Uh, a beautifully <laughs> built. <laughs> it's a pimp Jeep. Like we, it's, it's got a Terraflex lift kit on it. It's got, you know, open countries, Fox suspension, Fox, Fox shocks up and up and down. Um, it's got a beautiful Terraflex wheel carrier. It's got, you know, method wheels. It's got uh bullet point phone holder and like, it's got everything you want, everything you want. And my wife wants something that's better on gas. And I think she'd like to lower her payment because she drives about once a week. And she has been looking, she's been doing, all I ever asked my wife is, hey, let's do some homework on this. She did her homework and this is the one she settled on. And it happens to have, 
the first thing she said to me is, I'm not going to pay a seven point APR interest rate. I'm not Which doing it. You understand. And I was like, yeah, totally get it. And so she went to work and she found out that OAC is a very important three letter uh, synonym for unapproved credit. And we have elite credit. And so she's, she's all about that. And she really likes this EV and she wants to lower her carbon footprint as well. And the payments, half of what we're making now. Mm-hmm. So I think she's But they in don't on know it. anything about that. They don't because they didn't even want to talk to me about that unit. And they didn't want to call me back when I left a message, which is really disappointing. So what so based on that, what what you know, what do you what's your thought on that? Thing? I'm gonna try and show? I'm gonna try and get in touch with somebody on that nameplate or I don't know, but it's really disappointing. Does she have a backup plan? Another vehicle that she would consider if this were not to pan out. We've looked at all of them. We've looked at Hyundai. We've looked at Toyota. Chevy's got a great line. I just don't know if it works for her. Like there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. So we'll see. Mm. She is definitely not buying anything Elon's making. Of course. She will not support Elon. So Well, there you go. Uh, let's see. Mike Smith, surely more than one dealership for that car around your area. I called both of them. There's only two of them in my area, two dealerships. And one guy didn't want to talk. And the other guy's like, nah, you don't want that car. The one guy was like, I'm not giving you the deal we're advertising. And the other guy's like, you don't want that car. Okay. The eye patch. Well, they just lost your business, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they I, did. I, I would be hunting because it's not like you got to do this tomorrow. I would be hunting for that particular vehicle from another dealer but probably i mean we want to do it saturday oh we want to make it happen saturday jesus she's serious well because we want to buy it in 2023 yeah i want the tax write down right yeah. like i want yeah, the I depreciation I, I want I like I, yeah i get it uh alex Rea, buy a tesla or get screwed by the dealer take your pick you're not wrong i just i don't know and maybe i'm being too much of an idealist i agree with my wife i can't support elon does she even like Teslas? Or, I, excuse me, Teslas? I think she does. I mean, it's a good-looking unit. It, it, it is. They run very well. But, I mean, this car that she wants to buy charges in 10 minutes to 80%. Like, it's not technology anymore. The technology is pretty even. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what my wife's biggest concern is? She does triathlon. She wants to be able to put her bike in her car easily. That's her biggest concern. She wants... We originally... She originally was like, I want a hot hatch. I want to be able to, to save miles, go fast, and put my bike in the back. And we started looking at it, and they don't hot hatches are dead pretty much. So she's like, okay. And then we hybrids and EVs and the biggest issue, if we're being honest, American manufacturers don't make cars anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't make cars. They do not make cars. Meaning what? Like they make it mid, small to mid SUVs, and they make trucks. Right. And I think the electric market in the United States is a foreign market. I think outside of Chevy uh, electric vehicles, I you're probably in a Hyundai. The Ionic Mm -hmm. is a very nice electric vehicle. You see them a lot of them on the road, too. You do. But the issue is if you go Toyota or Lexus, you're paying a premium. If you go Tesla, you're paying a premium. Their bases are, are in the mid to low 30s. But nobody buys base Teslas because they have no resale. I mean, it's just, 
It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Rivian's an $80,000 vehicle. I would love to get my wife a Rivian. You can't do that. I mean, you're probably paying six bills and you're going to wait a significant amount of time to get it. Right. Yeah. It's not like the practicality of it is very difficult. Yeah, I guess I guess that my first reaction was why an EV? Why not a hybrid? Because the hybrid market is massive. It is. The there hybrid is market way is way more massive. selection in the hybrid market. It is. It is. Chim Choi, Elon will sell you an EV car gladly. He will. Absolutely. Katie Rader says they their tune will change next month. If we're going to do it, I want the tax incentive to do it in 2023. That's where I come down on it. Uh, Cyclone Steve, Elon uh, made rockets, satellites, electric cars, and protects free speech. What don't you like? We're not talking politics. Probably, yeah, probably a different show. Probably a different show. Uh, more people need to buy EVs and hybrids. It will lower the cost of gas for me, seriously. But what did I pay at Costco to fill up yesterday? $2.55. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm just not ready to be in an EV, dude. I gotta, I gotta be honest, and and I get it. I'm different. Like I'm an enthusiast. I like to, I like, I appreciate little things. You like, so I get it. But you're like me. My wife hates my Jeep. It's a V8, and I have a V8. I have a Grand Cherokee Summit, and she doesn't like that you can smell exhaust. So now I got to figure out if I have a, a manifold problem, because she says every time she gets in my car, she can yeah, smell I, exhaust. I respectfully, I've never smelled exhaust in your car, but and I didn't smell it today. Me either. Jimmy Choi, I support any company that's got a good deal. Buying products shouldn't be for politics. Well, all depends on who you support. Uh, Cispro, you're going to have to go towards the end of the month when they need to sell anything to meet quota. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm playing Wolf Creek in Mesquite on the 30th. Wouldn't that be gangster to buy a car on New Year's Eve? Yes, it would. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I I guess what I, I I guess my thing just is like, I, I I respect the whole carbon footprint thing. I like, I respect all those values and morals and ethics. Totally get it. Respect it. But the reality of the EV market is that you're paying 50 G's. Correct. You're not getting an EV for under 45, 50. That's uh, just the minimum of that. I would agree. And I think that the hybrid market is robust for a reason. It is. It works. It it, it like, why do you think the Prius has sold? Toyota has sold. I, I want to say Toyota has the record for most sold vehicles in under one unit with the Prius. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, like, I look at BMW and they make all kinds of hybrid. Everybody makes hybrids. It's not unique to Germans. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I think the... Like with Audi, the e-tron is nice, dude, and it's affordable. It's affordable. You can get an e-tron in the you know high thirties, low forties. Like it's affordable. So I don't know. I I, I understand the the one thing I will say is I totally understand the hey the zero percent for qualified credit. Totally get that. Okay, yep. if you can get that deal, now we're having a different conversation. And not only is it zero percent, it's zero down, zero percent, seventy two months. Right. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. totally, totally get it, dude. Totally I, get it. I think the other thing that that is tough about Tesla is they're number one in class. I mean, even their depreciation after five years is good. They have some reliability repair issues, but you know, I was looking at this graph yesterday. I love the Polestar. You that thing yeah. is sixty thousand dollars every five years to own, and the biggest part of that um, is financing. 
they're incredibly expensive to finance. And that's pretty much across the board on EVs. Mm -hmm. There, it is expensive to finance one. And that's why so, I say, dude, I don't, it's a tough, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it but just, I wonder if that, if that, if that dealer will change their tune. I wonder if maybe you just caught them on a bad day. I don't know. I, my feeling is I would much, I'm with you. I'd rather go with a hybrid. I'd rather go with, you know, I'm not going to, I'm probably not a Toyota buyer. I, 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 I wish Ford and Chevy were, were made a, a, a wider line. Mm-hmm. My never buys are me. I, I will never own a Nissan, mm -hmm. but like Toyota, like I had a Tacoma and it was snapped together and I hated the plastic product. I hated it. And the bigger issue is like they're I love their Highlander. Dude, who can afford a Highlander? They're so overpriced. And, you know, like I, I just look at the competition. Mm-hmm. If we're ever going to sell EVs in this country, you got to bring the price down. Yep. And I don't know how you do that because nobody's got. The buyer is incentivized to to buy certified pre-owned four-cylinder, six-cylinder. That's yeah. what you're being incentivized to buy right now. So I, I Right now, I just don't think that you can. Can you really afford to buy a used car in this country right now? No. Nope. On interest rate, if you're paying between seven and ten percent interest, depending on your credit, whoo, that Imagine is ten percent uh, on an auto loan. That's rough. Good lord. And yet I can get I can get a 2019 BMW 4 Series hybrid, best in class, and I have to pay eight percent on financing that. That's rough. Yes. Certified pre-owned 2019. That's why I'm telling you right now, if you can lease, boys, I'm telling you, I would lease. My wife is more open to it. I would lease. I just, yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah. The car buying market. The hard part for me is it's much like fast food, which is why I don't eat much fast food anymore. You can't get service. You can't have somebody, you can't leave a number and say, call me back and expect a phone call back. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> Going to Jack the other day in St. George. That's the first time I've been through a burger drive-thru. And have we been to a burger drive-thru lately? No. 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 And the service is stunningly shitty. Like, you just can't, <laughs> you can't comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not the story at Copper Rock and, and Hurricane. If you guys have not been there, holy cow. You know what got me? We rolled up. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to go inside and get, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, pay the fees, get the cart key, walk inside. And Jake's like, hey, you got to come outside. The guy's standing here. The guy pulled a cart up to our car, like way across the parking lot. And was like, hey, here, let me give you some tips, directions. Because at Copper Rock, you got to drive about five minutes on your cart to get to one, hole one, which is right next to the world-class practice facility. Jeez. Um, I loved everything about Copper Rock, the service, the want to, uh, from the cart person to the people in the clubhouse, to the quality of the clubhouse, the usher at the driving range that explained what holes you needed to be where on unbelievable, like, you know, the, 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 the idea that like small detail that golfer people on the show will appreciate 
you know how on most driving range, like 99% of driving range, you got to go and get your bucket of balls. Or, you know, at some of them, they'll give you a, like a quarter tiny, like 20 We paid ball. 500 bucks to golf at Colina Golf in yeah. Hawaii. Maybe got 15 practice balls. Maybe. And if you wanted more, you had to pay for it. Now, at Copper, at, uh, Copper Rock, you're well under that. And they give you an entire crate of balls at the driving range. There's just crates sitting in every position full of golf balls for you to hit. It was an amazing experience. World-class chipping green. Best chipping green I've ever seen. The putting green was great. Right next to the first tee box. Yes. The guy you were talking about, the host was like, hey, as soon as the, uh, you know, as soon as the um, fairway is clear, you're free to go. Here are some things you need to know about the course. Cart path only this time of year, 90 degree onto the fairway, right back off. This hole, you want to be left. This hole, you want to be right. Watch out for this. Hey, make sure you take a picture on this hole and that hole. This is everything you want. Everything you want. Saw the cart girl three times. Really friendly, really nice. The usher at the driving range is telling us about the course goes, what's your handicap, do you think? Uh, I don't know, 10 to 12, you know. And he's like, all right, you're definitely not going to want to play the black, the tips. You're going to want to play one ahead of the tips because that's about where we think, you know, the, you know, 10 to 12 handicap would, would reasonably play from. Okay, great. Great, dude. Appreciate exactly that. Exactly right, by the Appreciate way. Appreciate that. Yeah, great experience playing from those tees. I'm an eight handicap, played from the blacks. No Fantastic. problem. Fantastic. No, no problem. problem. Um, you know, the the quality of the cart, I have to say, was really good. Um, you know, I, I think that, the other thing at Copper Rock that I loved was how wide the cart path is. I know that may seem like a minutiae detail, but a lot of golf courses have tiny little cart paths that yeah. are not fun to navigate. Well-paved, well-paved uh, well uh, golf cart path. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I thought was really cool, the course is in phenomenal shape. It was for December 9th, we played it Saturday at 1030. Um, the fairways were soft. The greens were inviting. They're fast as hell. The greens are but tough. Playable, playable. But they're, I mean, they're tough. And you know what else I was really impressed with? The rough was well manicured. It was mowed properly. It was edged properly. There's no dead spots in the middle of the fairway. The water hazards are actually full of water with fountains. Uh, the bunkers had nice soft sand in them. Like I, the course was just pristine. And I felt it was, it was an awesome experience. It's the first time I've ever played Copper Rock. Uh, and again, they don't advertise on the show. We don't, we paid our way there. Like didn't know, oh, hey, this is Monty from the, nothing like that. We're just two guys playing golf. You know, the other thing too, the GPS on the cart was spot on. That it was. was. One of the, that was one of the things that the the usher at the driving range talked about that. Hey, the our, we take pride in our GPS being spot on and accurate to where the flag is. And I have to say it was pretty accurate. We have a, a Bushnell rangefinder, one of the nicest ones you can get. Uh, and nine out of 10 times, the cart was within two yards of what the rangefinder said. And the flags were color-coded. Yep. Which is great. Yep. Kim Coulter. Uh, yeah, but 8, 10, and 18 at Colina make it worth the money. Absolutely. Um, but I will also say the problem that I had at Colina was the pace of play was really slow. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing was great down at Copper Rock. The pace of play was our pace of play. There were three foursomes ahead of us, and they were all on schedule. And we we never had to wait. We're and you know, I think that is, and and I'm not taking anything away from Copper Rock, but I think it's an important point when you consider where Copper Rock is located in Hurricane Utah. 
you have to go out of your way to play that course. Like, you do. You need to be, if you're going to play Copper Rock, it's because you're a golfer and you appreciate a great course with beautiful scenery. And it's not something that, like the thing with Colina, great course, nothing against it. Beautiful. You're in, obviously you're in Wahoo. It's awesome. But it's right next to a resort. Anybody can play provided they're willing to pay the tee time. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so crowded. That's yeah. why you have a bad driving range experience. And we've played a lot of really nice courses. I mean, obviously we play our home courses, Canyons Golf and Park City, yep. which is a really nice course. I think that Copper Rock is on par with Canyons. I mean, the greens at Canyons, the fairways are probably a little more lush, but for December, I would think Copper Rock's pretty even. Um, I was not impressed with Turtle Bay. I'll be honest with you, on Oahu. Didn't love Turtle Bay. Didn't love the way there was no service. You were not treated well. Um, they straight up told us we didn't have time to warm up. You need to go right out to the first tee, even though we were there 40 minutes. Um, I think we probably were 40 minutes ahead of pace when we finished. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't love that. Uh, I didn't think the course was in that great of shape. The fairways were soggy. I, I like. I think Turtle Bay for us is one of those courses where we didn't get a great luck of the draw on that one because it was raining that day, number one, which made the course soggy, as you said. It but was number terrible, two, yeah. our tea time, because it was in the afternoon, the sun is setting earlier. And so, yeah, we had to rush out there. But there's a lot of Turtle Bay when we were out there where I was like, hey, man, like you can understand why if you got this course in prime condition, why people love it. That said, that's not what I think is a true measure of a great golf course. No. A great golf course, a true measure is what is it like in its worst condition? And is it still great in its worst condition? And I think Copper Rock would be. I think there's a lot of ways I have to say. The other thing I noticed, is, and I think this is why, to your point, the, the course is in such good condition. The way they built drainage there and the way they manage course conditions there is pristine. They know how to drain the water out. Because they edge so well, water doesn't get stagnant. Like, they just they paid attention to those details. And I think that's why that's why it's such a good course, because it's reliable. You know what you're getting And the idea. The other thing, too, the idea that because it's such a new course that their clubhouse uh, is is temporary. <laughs> yeah, that was and awesome. It's still an amazing experience is it, I, I, I'm telling you that puts it over the top. I'll be really interested to see what lives up to what, because we're going to play three world class resorts in the next month. Mm hmm. Uh, we are playing wind golf in Las Vegas. Then we're playing Pelican Hill in Laguna. Then we are playing the ranch, uh, uh, which is the best nine hole course on the West coast, apparently. And then I'm playing Wolf Creek with Mrs. Monty on the 30th. Some world-class golf. And I think my guess is at the end of it, we'll be able to compare copper or rock pretty favorably. Yeah. I would guess just from service alone. I think that's the part that was my favorite part. Like the course is awesome. The, 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 the views, the scenery unquestioned, amazing, but the service, I can't tell you how much it means to me when I roll up to a golf course that I've never been to. And the first thing I'm getting is great service. To roll the cart up like that, and I know it seems like, oh, well, he's just bringing the cart. No, dude, I've never been to a course, including Turtle Bay, including Koalina, where they bring the cart up to you and say, hey, dude, here's your cart. Uh, what what was your name? What was your tea time? Hey, this is me. 
10:30 tea time. Okay, great. You're right on time. You got about a five minute drive out to the golf, uh, out to the the practice facility. Yep. You're gonna go this way. Like just everything you could want, man. And 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 again, they're not a sponsor on the show. They're not a partner. But I'm telling you, if you have the chance to go there, go there, man. It is awesome. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think Copper Rock. If I if I I would happily play it again. Uh, I have not played Shadow Creek. I have not played Black Diamond. Um, and I'm going to play Wolf Creek on the 30th. I, if, if I, if I have to play, have to play Copper Rock again, I will happily do it. I just, I loved everything. And the, the views. Yeah. Jesus, the views. You can see Zion from Copper Rock. It's unbelievable. So there you have it. Uh, Jim Choi says Turtle Bay is for the Islanders. Could be. Absolutely could be. Jeff Woodworth, four uh, inches of snow here, so I'm playing indoor golf. Good news is I can play any course indoor, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's funny, um, not that you guys give two nickels for this, but we are both going through swing changes. Mm -hmm. And so we've been hitting off mats for two weeks since we got back from Hawaii. And to have the vistas and to go out to Copper Rock and hit 300-yard drives is amazing um to hit a 200 yard seven iron that drew my irons yesterday off the tee were pretty good pretty good but i hit a i had a 200 yard six iron that drew from right to left and it was one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen like just to be going through swing changes and to be able to play a course the caliber of copper rock was very rewarding as a galfer galf i'm telling you um Eric Wasikowski, people don't want to buy something that's being pushed on them either. I totally agree with that. Maury Alvarez, no snow here, but we do have $2.68 gas and great tea time weather. Yeah, you do. My, my, my man lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Next next fall, we're going to, um, I can't remember where it is. It, um, Tampa? No, it's on the other side. I can't remember. Uh, but we're going to play uh we're going to play a week of just incredible golf. And I am really Palm Beach. We're going to Palm Beach and mm -hmm. I cannot wait. Really excited. People always buy what is pushed on them. That's why commercials work. True. But it was funny. You know what you know what else is interesting? We were talking to a guy today. I'm telling you, stop investing in billboards. I, I've been saying this on the show for how many years now? Billboards are not effective. And if you're buying billboards, it's a mistake. All right, that's it. We have to go. Bro, it's 6.15. Yes. Great show today. As always, appreciate everybody. Uh, make sure you give us a like. Uh, over 4,500 views, only 121 likes. Please hit the like button on your way out the door. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in this country. Talk with an attorney live online at theadvocates.com, where you'll never pay a penny to talk to an attorney. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.